Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. Christopher Media, let's make some noise. From Asmacore Studios near Detroit, Michigan, it's unregimented. Gangsters, what's up, guys? And now, here are your hosts. I saw I saw the back and forth you and uh, Earl went through today. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I guess I'm now to the point where I'm comfortable with them. You saw me. I'm like, dude, I'm done with this conversation. Like, you. <laughs> hey, dude, it's it's a point you reach with him about certain subjects. He just. Uh, it, 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 it's it's. Uh, I told him this and. A phone conversation we had. I said, "Dude, it's not that you stick to your guns. It's that you are incapable of seeing any other side of the argument." Yeah, I mean, we all stick to our guns pretty much. But if someone brings up a logical point, we all have it within us to go, "Hey, I've never thought of it that way." But he is just like, "Dude, I mean, it's religion loves people like him." Don't I mean he's classic example of how. Trump got elected. I, I mean, I he's that. got his guns, and he is sticking to them. That's the way I grew up. That's the way I'm gonna be. Yeah. It, what Drew needs to bring that drop back? Like, what the fuck? They might have lost it. They said when they when they uh, left 105.1, they lost over half their drop library. That's right. Did they, are they not aware of Yuppie Slayer? <laughs> like, yeah, the problem is the but, quality of a lot of those recorded drops. Oh, they're really low. And yeah, a lot of them are, sound like they're off the radio, like on a tape. Yeah, and and also, uh, do you have the time to sit there and and think about like all the drops that you want to find and where they might be and listen to hours and hours of shit? Well, did you ever see uh, when Mark brought in their old drop book? It was a folder that had listed every drop and where it was in the no. system at, at Riff. Dude, this thing looked yeah. like pre-computer. War and Peace can, with the Bible and the Koran all thrown together. I mean, it was so fucking thick, dude, this folder. It, it, like, it, went, it couldn't even close properly, and I was going, holy shit. You know, and when I say folder, I mean like one of those three-ring binders that are huge. I'm going, fuck, man. Well, 20 years of drops, I guess. Shit. All right. Hey, isn't it nice that we haven't been complaining about it? We're going to go on like two. No, wait. Trump was in the last show. But I mean, this this show is relatively. I mean, you got the State of the Union. Uh, I mean, today isn't Jeff Sessions really the big fucking news? Yeah, but it all goes back to Trump, doesn't it? God damn it. <laughs> well, I took a page out of your book, Chris. I think it might have been BBC. Anyways. On uh, BBC's Facebook page, they posted about the outrage for Kellyanne Conway putting her feet mm-hmm. on the fucking couch. Mm-hmm. And I, I just quickly posted, I'm like, this is a non-fucking story. This outrage is a tiny percentage of people on Twitter. Stop validating these morons' opinions. Oh, you and, like, you probably just got fucking jumped on. Uh, to be honest with you, it was mostly likes. Just out of note, like I, I turned off the notification because I got tired of my phone dinging every fucking thirty seconds. <laughs> so apparently, the the British, the Brit, our British brothers and sisters across the pond, 
tend to look at it like you do. Like there's he's there's other shit to be mad at had hit his administration about besides this yeah. bitch putting her shoes, you know, fuck your couch, nigga, type shit, you know. Yeah. Oh man, we're fucking dumb, dude. <laughs> it's I, I always thought I was being over cynical, and no, man. Um, I saw I retweeted a, t- a tweet from Jimmy Kimmel. Uh, I think it was today or maybe yesterday. It's an idea for 2017. Find it was something like find real things to be mad about or something like that. Like yeah. Well, you saw my response to Earl, right? When he was like, "This is the dumbest thing I've ever read." I'm like, "I can top it." Uh, you haven't been on the internet that long, have you, Earl? <laughs> dude, the, the whole, like, I the whole I there's no believe, such thing as like, evidence was an, was one thing. When I when the bitch said that air conditioning is sexist, I was like, okay. i have been sitting on that for like two months. I had that in my, my meme folder, like, waiting for the time to pull that out. I'm starting to wonder if we're just being trolled, like, just by, like, people younger than us or something. Like, they just all got together in a meeting, and we're just going to troll people 10 to 10 years plus older than us. Like, people can't believe that shit, can they? Um, my like, especially that, that evidence thing. Like, really? My, buddy, my buddy's daughter. If, if they're trolling, then the people, the, the younger crowd out of the ones doing the trolling are buying into it as real. Because these are her little pet, pet causes here. You know, not not the whole evidence thing. I don't think she's seen that one, but she did bring up that you know, why the baby kid or whatever the fuck. Why do you go in the workplace? Is the is the air conditioning set at this? What if the women are cold? Put on a fucking sweater. Put on another <laughs> layer of clothes. Okay, why the fuck should half the work crew have to fucking sweat like a bunch of slaves in the fucking sun? When it, it, why would she assume it, that the women would only be? Everybody's got a different. Temperature, you know. Well, first like, of all, first of all, it flies in the face of: Aren't we all born exactly the same? We're all exactly 100 percent equal, right? So the women should be just as comfortable as the men because we're all the same. No one's different. No one's better. No one's worse. We're all yeah. exactly the same. But that's beside the point. Yeah. I, yeah. And and why is the temperature sealed off in a box? Because if not, people would be fucking with it all goddamn day long. Exactly. And everybody would be miserable. So there's a standard temperature, and you know after a couple days of going to work what that temperature is going to be, and you dress appropriately. It's the same as if you dress for going outside. Is it raining? Is it snowing? Is it sunny out? I should dress appropriately. But no, it's got to be about you and your, I guess women now are a special interest group. Well, I just, look. Not from a, a purely looking at it from a purely logical point of view, if you work in an office and it's so hot, people are sweating through their clothes and their undershirts into and they're wearing dress clothes. That's a problem. That's, that looks yeah. unprofessional. Yeah. Okay. If you work in an office where it's constantly, let's say, sixty-eight, sixty-nine degrees, and someone's a little chilly, it's a it's a lot more professional for them to throw on a sweater. Or yes. to put their fucking their suit jacket back on instead of sweating through it, looking like everybody from the fucking movie A Time to Kill. All right, I mean <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ, man. Just think it through. Well, I heard this week. I forget in one of the podcasts I listened to. Isn't one of the core like t- 
tenets of liberalism supposed to be like you for it's supposed to be about the greater good and you forego the individual what like no doesn't it seem like it it's been flipped around lately i think you're thinking of libertarianism no, libertarianism is very much the, Libertarian is supposed to be live and let live. Torn from the Ayn Rand idea of the John Galt and the Superman and shit. He's talking about the good of the many outweigh the good of the few. There it is. That's what it, yeah. Well, hi. Okay, so, I follow you on that yeah. one. Doesn't it, doesn't it seem it's been turned around? Like, they, they've forgotten one of their core beliefs? Well, it turns... Like, not, now it seems it's all about the good of the few, fuck the many. Yeah. Well, is it even, can you even call it? I mean, I, it's why I said, guys, I have such an issue when people are like, oh, these are progressives. No, they're not. They're the exact opposite. They're regressives. Progressives want to move society forward for the betterment of everybody, not for their little special interest group, their little identity politics, their little you know, list of, of master list of genders they found on fucking Tumblr. That has nothing to do with, with moving society forward. I mean, I, you know, I, talking to a buddy of mine, I said, in 100 years, I wonder if people are going, because they're talking about getting rid of LGBTQ, sometimes Y and all this shit, and just call it a, oh, shit, I forgot the, the new acronym. Oh. I think we should call everyone who's not uh, heterosexual, they're just fey. But anyways, it's a new it's a new acronym they come up with, and it basically it's got to it be an acronym. It doesn't it doesn't single out anybody for being gay, straight, bi, pan, whatever sexual. It's just you are what you are. And hmm. I said, you know, I wonder if is it better than the word that we use that's people? Yeah, basically. <laughs> like, isn't and that I just said, people? <laughs> We have to think of a new word for people now so we can be all inclusive. I said, I said in a hundred years. I was yes, really, actually, it's, it seems we're heading that way. <laughs> I'll never make it to a hundred years from now, but I'd really like to, to, if I could, if at all possible and, you know, in fair in, in magic land, be there just to see how our society looks back. Cause I wonder if they would go, why the fuck were they so intent on dividing themselves up with these divisive fucking titles and labels? Or if it's, gone even further and they're even we're even more divided and even more tribal because of the labels we put on ourselves because i can't tell which way it's going anymore we've far we've yeah. gone past this is we've gone past living in an onion article to where this is we're through the looking glass black is white white is black facts are what you feel they are not what they what can be proven the scientific method has been thrown out the window i mean i i i don't really see how we're going to come back from this. I really don't. Mm. Yeah. And you know what? Divide and conquer shit. We're doing half the, we're doing half the leader's job for him. In my opinion, we're taking care of the divide part for him. Someone's just got to step in and conquer at this point. We're doing it ourselves. I don't know. We'll see. It, it, it's, it, it's just, it's amazing to me. All the warnings that we've been given in the last you know, 60, 70 years, we've completely just pissed all over and said, nope, it's not going to happen. And it really is like we're a bunch of teenagers going, well, we don't care what our parents told us. We're going to fucking drink every day. We're going to use fucking hard drugs every day. And nothing bad's going to happen to us because we're different. We're special. We're really not. You pour enough booze nope. in your body for long enough, your liver will shut down on you. 
no one special. We're all carbon based. You're born with either a penis or a vagina. It's yeah. We breathe oxygen. Uh, yeah. Welcome to the show, everybody. I think we're starting midstream again. <laughs> uh, what number is this? Like 175, 170, 174. Uh, I'm Chris. I'm Aaron. And I'm Rich. Alrighty. Oh, one one thing real quick I wanted to bring up. Did you hear about your girl there, uh, Chris? Miss Rachel Dozel or D- D- Dizzee, whatever her name is? Yeah, yeah I oh, did. She's, she's fucking she's back in the news? destitute. She's destitute. No one will hire her. And she changed her name to something really fucking African. Wow, she is black. <laughs> yes, and she refuses, she refuses. That was a horrible joke, but uh, feel free not to laugh. <laughs> she refuses to uh, to say that she's not black, even though basically she's been shunned by that community. Well, a, 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 let's just say a white you don't want her community. Um, Wait, she's saying yeah. that she's not black now. No, no, she refuses to no, say she's, she's not black. She's no, she that refuses to say that she's not black. I got you. And yeah, and so now she's crying that you know she can't get assistance. And, or no, no, she can't get a job. She has to live off food stamps, and 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 no one wants to buy her her autobiography that she wrote or her memoirs or whatever. Yes. You're trying too hard. And hey, just, Aaron's right. <laughs> Welcome to being black. You, this is what you wanted, right? Right. There yeah. you go, lady. Yeah, congratulations. The rest of America doesn't give a shit about you. But I just, I, I that is, I'm with, I'm with Chris on this. The, the more I think about it, that was like the, that was the tipping point. Like, that was the point where we fully, as a society, fully inserted our heads up our own asses because we allowed That's... someone who was born white with red hair and freckles to come out and say, I'm transracial. And we yeah, that is probably her on her the moment where what I feel trumps facts. That is probably the moment where that took over. But I don't feel like calling her on her bullshit is the re- appropriate response. I feel like the appropriate response is, all right, like, <laughs> what does okay. it matter to me? Okay, do I make your paycheck out to a different name? or? Well, what, I think the thing is, what? is, is that's officially the, the ringing of the bell is that's where people started thinking, oh, wait no, no, a minute. No. No, I, I, it's all about what I feel? You can do that? I guess that's kind of like my point. No, no, but I was, I was speaking specifically to Rich's statement that nobody called her on her bullshit. And I don't think that she needs to be called on bullshit. It's just, hey, that's fine. No, what, see, what, I'm done with that, dude. It's it's gone too far. It's gone too what, far. Whatever. I, I agree. I agree with what, so many fucking things in that aspect. It's not like but she was claiming you, that she was Native American so she could well, get into college. Like, what what did she really no, want to no, get out of this? She checked on her college application, African American, and got in under that fuck the guise of that. Okay, she basically is is doing a twenty first century version. She gamed of the a bullshit system. Man. She gamed a bullshit system okay, of well, numbers. Then, then why? That's, okay, then she's doing she's doing a, a modern day version of the movie Soul Man. Okay. For she's not C. Thomas Howell. That's it. Yeah. She's 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 putting on a 21st century minstrel show is what she's doing. And so and, what? And, yeah. And, and, Haven't we all agreed that's fucked up? And yet, like, and did yet, we take care of that like 100 years ago? 
And Halloween, you can't dress up as an Indian because that's cultural appropriation, yet this isn't. This is the definition of cultural cultural appropriation. And for all the, the, ooh, that's a horrible sin these days, she isn't called on it. It takes the, it takes the, the business world shunning her because they're like, look, you are a toxic person. There's no way I, we could use you as the face of our company. Right. <laughs> like we're going we're gonna to hire you, and you're going to be on the news in a week talking about how you make uh, 70% less than your coworkers because you're black. I mean, that's what I, well, I, I can't. I'm, I, look, wouldn't it be because she's a woman? That too. I, I, there. I, I, look, I, I'm, I have no problem, and I agree with you on a lot of things when it comes to how does it affect me. It's not that big of a deal. I don't care. But this is bullshit because this is actually taking positions away. If people start this nonsense, this is taking positions away from people and lying to people and us just turning a blind eye towards it because, well, we don't want to offend anybody. Because, well, yeah, you could argue. Let me ask you a question. If I, if I started walking around saying, I feel that I was born in the wrong body, I need to be black. I should have been born black. And I start walking up to people and using all the language that comes with being born black. Do you think that's going to fucking fly? Uh, no, I think you're going to get your ass kicked. Do you th- no, no, I'm not talking about just dropping the word nigger and being like, what up, nigger? I'm talking about walking around talking about my people have been oppressed. Yeah. My people no, I follow you. I follow you. I think you get your ass kicked. <laughs> Rightfully so. I think so, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's I mean man, I just... She is patient zero for the feelings movement, in my opinion. Like it was, it, the, it, it, now it's not like she started it. It was heading that way. But as far as this new mentality of facts don't matter, it's what I feel. I really, she's patient zero in my book. She's the fucking person that started kicking that snowball down the hill. You feel anything you want. Well, yeah, you're still you, born a Caucasian woman. Yes, but you you can feel everything, anything that you want. You can be whatever you want. You can imagine yourself, however you picture yourself. Tell your whatever story to yourself. It's only when it actually starts affecting other people that it makes a difference, and possibly maybe infringes on somebody else's rights. I don't see how. Her actions affect anybody outside of herself, though. That's why I can't... I mean, I, I understand... Because it was a greater I, society effect, is what it was. It, 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 it's, more of what she, it's more of what that represented is the problem. Well, again... It's I, not, it's no, not Chris, directly affecting I'm not arguing lives, your yes, point. But I'm it's not, more of what it represented. Look, you feel she's patient zero. You can feel what you want to feel and believe... <laughs> But I, I'm not, I can't debate that. I, what I'm saying is, to get back to why does it matter, why do we have to tell her to go away? Why can't she just be ignored? How are her actions really affecting anybody else? I mean, I agree with you, Rich. What she's doing is disgusting, and it is appropriation. But is it really hurting anybody else? Okay, so I, it's the because it's the mind. It's how you get a president so that goes. Disgusting. We had the biggest inauguration I'm, ever. It's that kind of mindset. Yeah, whatever. I know what happened, but what I'm what I'm going to say matters. What I feel that happened matters. Mm-hmm. I, I guess mm-hmm. that's where that's where I'm coming from, man. I'm 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 I'm, I'm, I'm more disgusted <laughs> with. I'm not mm-hmm. arguing with you, Chris. Stop arguing with me. <laughs> I agree with you. I understand your well, point of view. Well, you're asking how it affects us. I'm trying to tell you. Like it doesn't affect it doesn't affect the three of us. Yes, personally, but I'm saying. As a whole, it affects us. 
Uh, man, that's a reach. I I have to say, so I don't see how this the person who did the same thing she did, and on she had let's say a couple weeks vacation saved up. She went for vacation. She was a pale, freckled, red-haired white woman. She come back and she's now got a perm, and she's darkened up, and she says, "I am now black." You're gonna you're gonna, gonna, go, gonna go. Oh, well, if all you want all to right. call you black, I'm gonna call you black. I would no I mean, response would honestly be okay. What else is there to say? Okay, how about this? Um, we have a very mentally ill person that might be a problem for us. If someone was fucking bipolar to the point where, it uh, okay, was, are you in in the workplace? How else do you describe this? How else do you describe okay. what she is? She's either a liar, which she says she's not. She insists, in the face of all her, all, all the consequences that come with it, that she is black, regardless of what her birth certificate Look. says. And I'm not talking. This is here's here's the thing. Here's what really irks me. She's not saying I was born white and I'm black. She's saying I am black. Yeah, you are yeah, not. That. Bottom line. But look, you are mentally ill. You are looking in the mirror and seeing a distorted version. You have some sort of body dysmorphia. Get some fucking help, bitch. It's not our fucking problem to deal with your mental illness. I'm sorry. If someone is schizophrenic and they go off their medication and you work with them and they cause an issue because they insist that the demon in the corner be part of the fucking, the, you know, the, the business meeting. Okay. But yeah, you said we got to double up for it. Hold up here. There's mental illness and there's mental illness. Okay. What you're describing are people who are so mentally ill that they can't operate in a normal society and she's operating in a normal society well it's her own big mouth that's kept her from operating in a normal society it's not her feelings and her self-identity it's her need for a platform that has put her in her current situation not telling her co-workers hey i'm black and you have to consider me as a black person whatever that means it was her trying to tell the whole world that this was a reasonable, insane thing to do that put her in this situation. I mean, we all joke about how, okay, you want to be black? Well, here you go. Now you can't get a job. But it wasn't the very concept of her identifying as a black person. It was her need to be accepted as and be this source of, of social change and justice that she saw to to blow apart the concept of race. Okay. That's what put her in this situation and, and kept her from being a person who could be viably employed anywhere. Okay. You come at it from one point of view, and I understand your point of view where you're coming from. Okay. My point of view is it's, this. Look, the, I'm tired of people walking up to me and telling me two plus two equals five. And if Rich, I don't agree with them, there's something wrong with me. No. There's something wrong with you. Rich, if you're going to walk you around being tired of stupid people, you're going to be tired all the time. Okay, this isn't stupid. You, this is this is this is either delusional. It doesn't matter what Ill, it is. Or these are flat out pathological. It doesn't liars. matter what it is. She's not mentally ill like she's going to flip out and grab a carving knife and start stabbing somebody if she works at a restaurant. She's she believes something that isn't right. Look, people believe shit like uh like their arm doesn't belong to them. They want it taken off. People believe all kinds of crazy shit. 
Yeah, and they're sick in the fucking head, and they need help. Okay, but look, <laughs> look, listen. To me. If she was ideally, there injecting heroin into her into her body and killing herself that way, and refused all help, everybody would finally, eventually, at one point, throw their hands up and go, "You know what? You're going to do what you want to do. Live or die on your own terms. Mm-hmm. Have a good one." Yeah. If you if you want help, you know where I'm at. See you. But my door's closed till then. That's what needs to happen to people like this. And well, it's then, happening. Well, there you go. And she's right? out there. She's out there. <laughs> so, so this is a good story. She she tries to she, she tries to be this force of change, and she ends up destitute. I mean, I because I believe it wasn't. It, she she wanted to use the guise of this uh, blowing apart the concept of race, but really she just wanted a platform. She wanted to be heard, and she wanted to be accepted. Now those things aren't horrible qualities as a concept everybody wants to be heard to be accepted for who they are but to do it in a way that uh that almost satirizes the struggle of the people that you claim to identify with is truly disturbing but i i look at it i mean okay you said bipolar before before we got into flat out seeing shit it, there's a lot of people that suffer from bipolar uh, disorder, or uh, there's even a, another term for it now. You know, because every time that we wear out the one term, and, and may have this all this negative negative con- uh, context to it, then we have to Wait, come man, up with a new one. It used to be it's, manic depressive, and right? They, because they didn't want manic in there, they named it bipolar. Now there's a new term. Sure, but bipolar, or okay. you suffer from depression, or whatever it is, something where okay, this person doesn't need to be committed. They're not insane. They suffer from some mental illness, which is basically a brain disorder that they don't know how to control. And ideally, they see doctors and and have treatment for it. But every once in a while, there's going to be a sick day or two because this person isn't feeling capable of going into work and doing their job for whatever reason. I mean, the same thing with me. Before I had my asthma under control... I would have sick days where I'd have to call off and just not get out of bed because I could barely breathe. So it's I can't not, come in. I'm too black today. I mean, I'm too white today. I'm not black enough to come into work. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta, I gotta sit and watch some Dolomite movies and get up on my blackness. I'll be in tomorrow. <laughs> come on, dude. Okay, look, I understand. Where you're coming from, but at a certain point, what you have to look at someone and go, sticking feathers up your butt doesn't make you a chicken. But yeah, but, stop okay, it. But, yeah, let's. My, yeah, my, let's my point, point is though. Wait, I, I didn't get to finish for. my point though. I, I, you, okay. If you accept that she is mental, that she is mentally ill. Oh, we just lost Rich. Oh. All right, I dropped out there for a second, huh? We have you again. Yeah, yeah. Did you mad hang up? Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> No, but but my point is is okay. You want to th- say that she's mentally ill? That's fine, but that doesn't make her unemployable. That doesn't make her. Uh, she sh- certainly she shouldn't be criticized for being mentally ill. No, the fact I think that she, she should sat be in an interview with a camera in her face and a microphone in her face and said, "I am a black woman." And they said, here's your birth certificate, here's your high school photo, yearbook photo, here's all this proof. (laughs) But she's not running for office. And she turned around with a smile on her face and walked away because 
that's how she is so delusional. She could, if she had just said, you're right, I'm transracial. She's never said she's transracial. That's the label other people have put on there to soften her bullshit and make her feel better. She says she's black. Okay. There's a fucking difference there. I'm sorry. There, there is, Rich. There is. Don't, don't say I was born a female with a big old swinging dick. They transition. I just, I honestly, it's not my own personal level of giving a shit that's, that gives me this position. It's that I think that that is the appropriate response for people like this is to just change the channel, don't pay any attention to them, don't retweet their bullshit or post shit about them, just let them go away, because they will eventually. Well, they, don't, the they, crimps, they don't need to be criticized, because then you're just starting an argument that we don't need to have about whether she's sane or not. I think the crux to the, the thing that Rich and I are both getting at is people our age will do exactly what you just said, Aaron. Like, you are insane. I'm not giving you. I'm not letting you get my ratings. I'm not letting you get a share. Nothing. I think what, at least what I'm worried about. I can't speak for Rich. Is I'm worried about the younger people who heard this, thought it was a good idea, and believed it, and now this is the mindset you're in. I can believe them anything I want. Okay. Like literally, well, like, that is a very <laughs> dangerous precedent to start setting. I, because <laughs> once again, you, we we've proven this in the last five ten years. Where does it stop? Well, I appreciate your concern for future generations, but guess what? We have no control over what they're going to think or how they're going to live their lives. It doesn't matter. It, getting her off the airwaves, get, pulling her platform out from underneath her is not going to change anything. And even giving her her own television show won't change anything. Oh God! You know what? As as much as she fucking annoys the shit out of me with this shit, I would almost watch that at least yeah. for a couple episodes. Well, I'd watch Just, the highlights on YouTube. I want to drop that bitch in, in in so bad on the east side of Detroit and have her talk her shit and see how far she gets. Yeah, I I really do. Yeah. I really do. Drop you at seven and John R and start talking that mess. No, see how it goes for you. No, but but I'm I'm in, totally in agreement with you that as her for. Uh, a case study for what the fuck is going on in this country. Um, I, and I, I agree that, uh, that whatever she thinks borders on mental illness. I mean, if Michael Jackson was crazy, this bitch is crazy, right? And I, I just, I cannot get behind the bigger concept of she needs to be chastised she needs to be uh, outed as a fraud and a hypocrite and a racist in her own right for the greater good of this country. If she was living her life as, as Rachel, the smiling cashier at Walmart, I would agree. But yeah. she's out there. She was, she was the head of, 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 a, of a certain part of the NAACP. She's out there throwing the race card around, accusing people of racism, Leading boycotts until she got called out. No, sorry, bitch. You don't get the fucking. You don't get. You, you want to play fucking rough. You want to come off the porch and run with the big dogs. Guess what, bitch? You're just gonna get bit. All right. 
you've been sparring with the puppies and now you want to run with the fucking wolves at night. Well, the wolves are out, bitch. You got your wish. Careful what you yeah. wish for. You just might get it. Bullshit. <laughs> if she was just a fucking normal person doing this she shit. She is. Who didn't. Who didn't. No, she's not. Yes, it's other people that are giving her this power. It's other people that are having these conversations like we are right now that are, are giving her this about? elevated when power. Fucking, when she was a head of, of part of the NAACP. She did her job. Calling for boycotts and, and shit. And nobody and really cared. Racist, you don't think that that fucking. Who gave her the power then? And Black it, people, it, it, and they didn't and give they a did shit, it, and they did it. They did it under false pretenses on her part. <laughs> what? So because she said she had a, a a birth certificate or something that proved that she was black. She she did twenty three and Me, and found that we all came from Africa. I mean, look. <laughs> yes, yeah, okay. Yes, yeah, she bottom was. Bottom line. She, bottom line. Here's here's and here's and here's. I guess. It's not even a bottom line. It's just here's what it blows my mind, and it, where I agree with Chris, the hypocrisy is just dripping from the walls on this thing because everyone on the left should be just horrified and ready to fucking just shun this woman. But there's, it, it, but it's not. It's like okay, you grew up a white girl, you went through high school as a white girl with all the advantages. Check your privilege, you says gendered white female, and then all of a sudden when you want to go to college. You, you get a spray-on tan, and you get a fucking, you get a, get a new hairdo, and you walk in and check the black box on there. Mm -hmm. That like, is such bullshit that she gets a free pass on that. Okay, just like, fraud. just like it's bullshit that Caitlyn Jenner goes out and gets a fucking a sex change, yet kills someone in an automobile accident, and all we're talking about is whether he's a Republican or not. He got a free fucking pass on killing someone. Why? Because we can't criticize our little fucking heroes on the left. Uh, no, I, I'm sorry. That's just celebrity. I mean, uh, fucking Ted Kennedy, well, Roman Polanski. Fuck, look, I mean, people yes, that, I that do horrible shit... And get away with it because they're heroes. because they're famous. It, it wasn't the fact that he got tits that kept him from getting prosecuted. It was awful. It, in Rich's defense, it was it was awfully uh, shady timing when that happened. <laughs> right. <But> what? <laughs> he didn't get in a car accident and said, "Oh, I got to get some tits quick." No, but the fact that it happened right around that time, and right around when Caitlyn Jenner was in the news every fucking day. It's hypocrisy. Yes, it is. Absolutely. Why do you let it get to you so much? And why do you think that there's a cure for it that will turn the direction of this country? I mean, this, you, is, I this think, is human you, fucking I think nature. A point we're how do you trying to make germ? together is accepting something is just as bad as encouraging it. Accepting something and not saying anything is just as bad as encouraging it. Especially uh, if it's something like this where it's like, listen, bitch, you're, you're not... Especially when I'm being told that from people on the left saying, how do you feel about gay marriage? And I go, I don't care if they get married. That's not good enough. You have to Look, go support them. You have to go shake their hand and tell okay. them how fucking brave and, 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 and stunning they are because they're willing to get married. You know what? No, I, I don't. You know, someday introduce me to this person. Is there really more than one person that says this to you? Because yes. I've never met anybody who said any kind of crazy shit like that. You haven't heard that I don't care isn't enough. No. Well, then, I, okay. I, I, honestly, I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna break it down for you as polite as I can. I'm sorry that you haven't. Would you like your phone numbers? 
We can have yes, I, guests. Yes, please. Okay. I would not a bring problem. them on they the agree. show. I would love I would love to talk to them because I don't believe it. You think I'm making it up? I don't think you're making it up. No. I don't think that you would just sit here and invent people in your head and invent arguments. I don't think but Aaron, I don't think you spend as many time in comment sections as we do. I think that's Bitch, I'm on 4chan. You don't think I see the worst still, shit man, people say? You're on the exact opposite of the people I'm talking about. 4chan is the antithesis of the people I'm talking about. I look, And then you're saying I'm, just, I'm not finding proof of, your, of what you're saying. I didn't of say course. that's all I read is 4chan. I was using that as an example of seeing some stupid shit on the internet. I, okay, I understand. I'm but on Twitter, like, too. Okay, I look, see you, gay shit. You, you are more of a Twitter guy. I'm more on Facebook for social media. All right? I dipped my toe into the Twitter sphere, and I was like, this is not for me. All right? And fine, uh, whatever. It's whatever you, you want it to be. There's all kinds of shit out there. Okay, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Exactly. All right? I mean, if you want, every time I run into one of these idiots that start this shit, I will more than happy fucking send it in the group chat. And I won't even comment <laughs> on it. Just to show you how many times in the span of a week. Right. Yeah. Please, it, prove me wrong, but I'm just astounded that these conversations happen in today's society you're astounded yeah. i mean i don't understand what you're astounded <laughs> by that the conversations themselves are happening that people feel that way or that people would be willing to talk about it because no I, neither because shock I, me anymore because I, because i've never met a gay person that said anything close to that anywhere no. around me or to me These are never, people who aren't even gay. i've That's never seen People on social media or on the internet voice this opinion. I've just never seen it out there. I will guarantee. And it's not for it's not for a sheltered life. Chris just said is accurate. I guarantee you, most of the people saying this shit aren't even gay. They're just people who are outraged for other people. I never claimed. I never claimed gay people were saying this. I never claimed this is part of like you know what gay people who want gay marriage are saying. But I don't only follow gay people on Twitter. I mean, no, I understand. I, but what I'm what, saying is, these are people saying this shit, and whether they're I, I, they're gay or not, where is this like? Okay, where is this idea coming from? Okay, we're supposed to everything that everything that happens, we're supposed to be cool with. You see, you you yourself said have said this multiple times, not just today, but multiple times about multiple subjects over the the lifespan of this fucking podcast. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't affect me, what what do I care? All right, all right. And for high nineties percentage of shit that happens in this world, I agree with you. All right, this just so happens to be one of them subjects I don't agree with you on because, and and, I, and I'm just going back to the Rachel Dozel thing for okay, a second. Okay, okay, thank you. I'm I was just going to ask okay because she benefited and she spoke. On behalf of people that that had no one, problem with her representing her, obviously, or else they would have gotten her out of the position. Yes, they did because the minute they found out the truth, it was bye bye, baby. Well, there you go. Yeah, she got fired. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? She under false pretenses, she she became a a mouthpiece <laughs> for people who would have okay. never given her that fucking chance but in look, the first place. Okay, there's some guy out there that you don't know and have never met. That lied on an application to get a job, got found out later, and they found out he did indeed have a criminal record, and he was actually in charge of, uh, you know, he was a security guard with a gun, and they fired his ass. Well, that's good, right? That's the end of the story. If someone we don't have born, to like, I, we don't have to, born, we don't have to lambaste this this person. 
We don't have to. Someone who was born black and was raised black, and all of a sudden when they went to college, they started passing as white, insisted they were white, okay, joined an organization, rose in the organization to become a mouthpiece for an organization that called for boycotts against black people. Mm -hmm. They called for, it was, was, you know, attacking certain groups in the black community, okay? And then then the truth comes out. Every black person would be like that, Uncle Tom, motherfucker. And everyone would be outraged. Okay. Flip the, flip the coin. But because what? Here's what it's what Am I'm I going to be outraged? She's, she's wait, white. wait, wait. She gets a pass. She's I'm not going to be outraged. It's not a pass. It's a go fucking away. Just go away. What you're saying is nonsense. Well. I mean, yeah, yeah, I will. Ultimately, the Aaron, if you want whatever to... she did as head of, as head of the NAACP or that chapter, the damage has been done. What damage? I mean, what they, damage? They, they end up automatic. They sadly, the people in that chapter end up looking like fools because they got fucking fooled by someone who you could take one look at and go, okay, wait a minute, seriously. Even if you are, even if you are black, there's a white boy in the wood pile somewhere. Come on, let's be honest here. I mean, she wasn't that dark. I you just talking Wesley Snipes here. Listen, I I conserve my anger for things that affect me directly and things that I think that I could actually change. This not only doesn't directly people. affect you, but it's not that, you can't change that mindset. It, I guess, people, if you want to be talking about people, people just talking about, type what you just said on social media. They'll, they'll come find you. You'll be called insular. Uh, let's see, what else? Probably a shitlord. That's because fine. Because all you care about is you and your life. No, I didn't say that at all. <laughs> that You said if it doesn't affect you, you don't care, right? Yeah, and what affects me? I mean, all kinds of shit affects me. War, the economy affects me, the environment affects me, the state of civil rights and privacy in this country affect me. All this shit fucking affects me. Trust me, I get what you're saying, but I'm saying if you want to, I'd say you want to meet these kind of people on social media that Rich is talking about, type that in. They will find you. The SJWs will find you. They will tell you that everything matters, whether it affects you or not. Yes, and they're SJWs, and they're going to find something about anybody to criticize and to use an ex- as an example of of why they think that uh, people are, are closed-minded or whatever it is. They, they will find whatever fits their mold. They're no different from any other ideologue. It, it, look, if you want to talk about hypocrisy, just look at the, the Jeff Sessions story this week, okay? So Jeff nice, Sessions... Nice well, but I want to use this as a real example, though, of what we're talking about, because it was so interesting to me that, uh, you know, he gets, they find out that it was reported that he had conversations with the Russian ambassador twice, and he lied in his, uh, in his confirmation hearing to Al, to Al Franken, of all people, who, the man who wrote the book, Lying Lies and Liars Who Lie Them or something, <laughs> and and what happens to the okay so the right says well look he wasn't lying you know he had he had, sure he talked to this uh, this ambassador al franco was asking him directly if he talked to him about issues about the trump campaign well no he didn't he just talked to him about something else that nobody can remember what it was they talked about and 
and so he didn't he didn't do anything wrong. Well, no, he did. Look, he he was asked if he talked to a certain person and he lied and he lied to Congress. He lied under oath, which is a crime. But all you know, that's all of a sudden not a crime. Back when we were trying to get Bill Clinton, that was the big deal. And the oh, and the reason the, the sticking video, point. There's video of him from '99 saying to prosecute Bill Clinton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now look at the other side, and all the people are like, ah, "I knew this guy was dirty, and he lied. This is perfect. We can get him the fuck out of there, right? He lied under oath. That's a serious crime, really. Were you saying it was a serious crime when Bill Clinton was lying about getting a blowjob? I don't think so." So it's never about the crime. It's never about the facts. It's always about what fits the person's narrative, left or right. And that I can't disagree with because yeah, I, I can't I, I, disagree I can't, with you there. I can't, I can't count how many times I've been in arguments with people when they're like, well, they'll say Reagan was the best president or you know Obama or Clinton. And I go, they're all war criminals. Yeah. And they go, what? I said, according to the Geneva Convention, the only president we've had post-World War II that's not a war criminal was Jimmy Carter. Right. So, I, but here's I, I voted deal. for we Obama twice, religion. and I thought giving him the Nobel Peace Prize was the most hilarious joke in the universe. You know, we, This but, man who personally signs off on drone strikes. Exactly, exactly. And who is, because is, we're the they're only bad when Republicans the do them, Aaron. Yeah. Because Haven't you learned that by now? We wrote the rules. They're not war criminals. They're leaders. They're doing their job. Blah, blah, fucking blah. So when an aspirin factory gets bombed, or we go to war with a country under false pretenses, or we drone strike the fuck out of innocent civilians, oops, that's just collateral damage. Oh, well. Hey, before we get completely off the subject of race, though, I did want to bring up Get Out. Now, I haven't seen it. I guess it's... Did it come out last weekend, or is it out this weekend? I think it came out last weekend. You, you mean the 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 uh, black version of the Stepford Wives? Yeah, because <laughs> that's yeah, what yeah. I, I thought it was. I honestly thought it was a reimagining of the Stepford Wives when I first saw the the uh, trailer. I did, and I had no idea what it was about until it has that vibe to it. it. Yeah, something is going on here, and all the people. So are I have weird. no idea what you're talking about. Want to clue me in? You don't. Okay, Jordan Peele's I, movie. If, Wait, you, you haven't, haven't seen, seen it? Do we give away spoilers or do you? Spoilers. Is, I haven't seen it. Do you, do you not want to hear spoilers? You've seen it? Yes. Oh, okay. Um, no, I don't want to hear any spoilers about it. Okay, okay. Uh, then I'll do my best to... Well, what is it? Can we start there? <laughs> on, dude. You, don't, you're not, you have not heard about Jordan Peele's movie, Get Out? The black kid no. who, who gets his uh, white daughter brings him home it's like guess who's coming to dinner type situation only there's something weird about the white family something really weird it's a horror film you obviously you you haven't heard anything about this no wow just enjoy your white privilege shit lord It doesn't affect you, white boy. That's why you haven't heard about it, Chris. No, I thought I just thought this would have come across your radar at some point. E- either just at least a, on a YouTube like advertisement, right? Or some well, YouTube red. Ooh, or ads for me. <laughs> or just because of somebody's ridiculous outrage about how this movie is racist. Well, I've traveled since Monday, so I mean, you know, tomorrow yeah. we'll see. I'll get hammered and go through Facebook. We'll see what we find. <laughs> But so 
well, what's the big deal about it? Is it the, do they like kill the they kill the black guy or what? What's the deal? What's, well, we don't want to. I don't know. What's everyone pretending to be outraged about? Well, I get, do. You want me to describe the plot again? I mean, yeah, please, because I, I can't do it without giving away spoilers. <laughs> a white girl from a white family brings home a black boyfriend, and all the white family is acting weird. Only it's not just weird like you brought home a black boyfriend, but really weird in some kind of what seems from the promos to be like some sort of maybe mind control, like the Stepford Wives or, or the Village or something weird like that. So they're going to kill the black guy? Is that what they're inferring? I don't. You want the end of the movie? Is that what you're asking? Well, I, I'm trying to I don't know if they're so killing outraged. the black if a, guy. If a, if a black guy made the movie and a black guy dies, what's everyone pissed off about? No, nobody said a black guy dies in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is why I can't talk about it because I, I, I was going to give the movie away. It sucks. <laughs> it's my turn to get mad and hang up. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I guess I'm not. Am I that dense? Am I too high? What is? What, can 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 we mute Aaron and Rich can fill me in? Like I don't. I guess I'm not under. You know, what? I got the internet. I'll fucking type it in and fucking read what the big deal is. What's it called again? Get out. Well, uh, Chris, just just flip the rolls and okay, see if you can get away okay, with it. Okay, here it is. Okay, what a, 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 a white college student who's female is dating a, a black guy she brings him home but she hasn't told her parents that he's black so right there there's the you know this the setup he gets there the parents are creepy but they're like you know the they come off as like the trying too hard white fan you know old white people like i'd have voted for obama a third time if i could right. type thing i kind of thought of the couple from uh Oh shit! What was that movie where they were they were either trying to get the guys into a three way or sell them Amway? Yeah, oh, they weren't uh, really yeah. sure. Was it go go? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so he's he's there. Things seem to be a little strange for him, and then you get into where I can't give any without giving anything away. That's the deeper plot of the movie. The problem is is that apparently, and I've seen some of the comments about it. This is what I think people are quote unquote upset about. It, they, without seeing the movie, think that all white people are the villains in this movie. Right. Okay. It's the same, it's the same type of outrage that people had when they found out that the new Star Wars, Episode uh, 7, was going to have uh, a black male and a, and a white female as the leads right and they were like oh this is white genocide yeah 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 and it's like no it's not it's just fucking well i it's it's a disney movie okay everybody calm the fuck down i can't you can't imagine where this controversy would go i mean i'm sure everybody was going straight for the 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 tried and tested argument of flip the roles and it would never work you know, if you if a white guy wrote a story about a white guy going to visit a black family and they all looked to be weird and he thought he was going to get killed, that movie would never get made. But this black Actually, guy gets made to make... it in the mid two thousands. It was the remake of Guess Who's Coming to Dinner with Bernie Mac and Ashton Kutcher. Right. <laughs> just say, I mean, I'm just putting no. that out. It's no, no, no. <laughs> they had him sit at a table full of a black family and tell black jokes. I don't imagine it gets more uncomfortable for a white boy visiting <laughs> his girlfriend's black family than that. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, anyway, I, that's a that's kind of another so what for me. Like, okay, I, it's racist. Yeah, yeah, maybe it is. So I, I will say this. I will say this. <laughs> How does having it affect the movie, you? <laughs> having seen the movie, I, I, if there was the outrage of the people is unwarranted in my opinion. Okay, well, it's, I, it's it's. I've it's, been reading while you guys have been talking. This is, this seems to me like maybe another case where we're injecting racism and something that has nothing that has no reason to have racism. No, uh, into it. no, this, it was very clearly written with the idea of being a commentary on racism in America. I was listening to an interview with Jordan Peele before we started recording tonight. Uh, yeah, but Aaron, something that I I think the media has kind of for whatever reason shied away from when they described this movie. This is more of like a scream type horror movie. Mm-hmm. This is more of it's a movie commenting on movie tropes and you know and I'm turning saying, them almost, on their it's head. Almost, it's 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 almost a comedy horror movie. Right. And the comedy comes from satire. Oh yeah, no, it, it does the horror with a with a wink like Scream did. Right? Yeah, I mean there's a there's a couple laugh out loud moments in there. At least for me there was. Mm-hmm. You know. And it didn't, and I didn't like feel when like they finally was... ate the black guy. <laughs> <laughs> I really want to tell you what's really happening because it's it's not that. That's why I'm like, hey, this is what people were upset about. <laughs> no, if you spoil this movie for me, I'm going to spoil uh, the King Kong movie for you. I don't give a fuck about King Kong. Fine, and that's racist to us and to, to to draw a correlation <laughs> between these two movies. <laughs> How dare you! <laughs> Well, okay, so I don't hey, you know. know what spoil Logan for me. He dies in the end. Ooh, I didn't see that one coming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, have we lost sight in this country of you don't have to watch something if you don't like it? Yeah. You don't have to listen to it. You don't have to. If it outrages you, don't fucking go see it. Don't put it in your Netflix queue. Say, don't can fucking I, can download I, can I it. This is made by half the duo of Key and Peele, okay? Yeah, who yeah. made that movie, uh, uh, Canoe, or excuse me, Keanu. Uh, Keanu. Keanu. Um, <laughs> well, that's how it's spelled. What the fuck? No, it's spelled um, Keanu. <laughs> not Canoe, no, like the I, that about no. aftershave. But um, no, I watched that movie, and you could say if you were looking to be offended, and you were looking to pick that movie apart for criticism. That they were goofing on st- black stereotypes, mm-hmm. and I wouldn't know because I don't watch black movies. And <laughs> you could boycott under the you know under oh I'm so offended how dare that you know, but ultimately look it's I there's movies and there's there's art that is made specifically as propaganda, and then there's art and there's movies that is made to hold up a mirror to issues. And sometimes it's through criticism. Sometimes it's through satire. Sometimes it's through reversing roles that typically wouldn't, you know, you wouldn't think to do whatever. And to me, this movie isn't that big of a deal. I mean, when I, when I go out and, and, and pay money to go see it again, no, but if it if it if it was on TV and I was watching, yeah, I'd watch it again. You know, no. I don't know. It's, I, I, what what is the backlash besides like 
And here's here's another thing, Aaron. What is the backlash besides that small, tiny percentage of people on social media that tend to get the most coverage because they're making the most noise, but they're the, a tiny percentage? Is there really a, an organized backlash against it? No, I don't believe so. I mean, because the, the Disney thing, it did pick up a little bit of steam with certain groups, but ultimately they were such fringe groups that when when people would post about it, I would just say, I can't even take this seriously. This is a joke. This isn't going to dent that movie one fucking bit. It's Star oh, yeah. Wars, guys. <laughs> yeah. It's fucking Star Wars. Chill the fuck out. And you're, you're still going to go see it. Empire. It doesn't yeah, doesn't matter yeah. what color or size or shape the hand that holds the lightsaber. When that thing lights up, you're going to get a boner. Exactly, you know. And I just couldn't take it seriously. And it's I, some of the see the only two the only two like videos I've seen posted from people that were feigning outrage about this movie, the Get Out movie, was. Uh, the guy from Infowars, not Alex Jones, his little British buddy, who who does the you know staring straight into the camera and comments on shit, <laughs> and um, Gavin McInnes. But Gavin McInnes is almost like Milo Light as far as I don't even think he believes half the shit he says. He just says it to get a rise out of people, right? You know, I mean, he just he's to me he's he's a half-ass comedian posing as a political commentator because the guy just does shit for a fucking laugh most of the time and people get offended and he goes well that's your problem not mine get over yourself you know so i i it's how come the like criticism of it i mean if it's if it's a, a review that criticizes cinematography or something like that or you know and it's it's to me it does play on certain tropes but it does it with a wink and a nod it knows it's doing that mm. So I can't, I can't even pick the movie apart from a critical point of view and say it's a shit movie. That's why you shouldn't go see it. If you watch the trailer and it seems interesting, you should probably go see the movie. That just did look like good. I did. It looked good. You know, I, it's 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 just it's just a film piece. Sometimes a cigar is just a cigar, folks. The the horror genre is very narrow for me as far as the films that I really enjoy. But the ones that I really enjoy, I really do enjoy. I mean, I loved all of the Scream films. Love the fuck out of them. They are so enjoyable. And this definitely looks right up my alley. Saw, not my shit. Torture porn, not my shit. It's just not interesting. It's not like, oh, I can't watch that. I don't want to watch a guy get drilled through the head or some sick shit just for the sake of it. I mean, if that was part of a bigger plot point, you actually managed to work that into your story, then hats off to you. But... In general, it's just like, I randomly selected people to throw in a room and torture. And that's just, just un- uninteresting. The, the, the better horror films make you think about something else. I'm not saying that all of them have to have this like underlying social commentary like, like Get Out seems to. But even just Scream, when you're, while you're enjoying it, you're like, oh, yeah, that's right. This, they always do that shit in horror films. That's funny. Hey, man, no, I haven't heard of this. Number one, movie, all right? We've been podcasting <laughs> for three years, all right? You guys should know this by now. Number two, horror movie. I don't watch it. I, I don't, when I do watch movies, they are not horror movies. So there's my excuse. I don't know. I figured I, you would have come across it as a... Uh, jump scares and the, the over-the-top, you know, 
pulling an eyeball and cutting it out of someone's head and all that shit. I mean, I've seen it all. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, okay, unless you're putting... I watched that senator shoot movie, himself in the head. You can't scare me. <laughs> I've been married. <laughs> Hell don't scare me. You think that's going to scare me in a movie? Devil's going to, to quote Sam Kennison, Devil's going to be real pissed off, and I'm coming down the hall, and he's like, like dude, I was married. Oh, <laughs> Bitch, I walked through the valley of death. He's like, well, if you've been married, nothing new here. Here's where we torture people for eternity. Ooh, <laughs> over here, you know. It's, it's just, <laughs> hey, speaking of movies, real quick. Yes. You guys ever seen the movie Night Moves? God, that sounds familiar. Uh, did I see just, it? It's got Jesse Eisenberg, Dakota Fanning in it. Oh, no, I didn't. Oh, let me, oh, let me save you some time, gentlemen. Okay. I saw the movie on Sunday. That movie's a giant piece of shit. Oh. <laughs> Jeez. It's, if you, put it, okay, but maybe if Dakota you like. Fanning was in a shit movie. Swell, if you like music swells and people staring intently, this is the movie for you. <laughs> because that is generally what most of this movie is. I mean, I should have listened to Rotten Tomatoes. Had, critics had it at 89. People had it at 43. Shouldn't listen to the people. Just saying. <laughs> See what happens when I watch a movie? It sucks. Yeah. <laughs> no wonder you have a, such a poor opinion of movies. Well, I do have to say uh, one of the things, getting back just real quick, because uh, you brought up Rotten Tomatoes as far as uh, Get Out goes. I, I, I'm pretty sure it's probably not at this anymore. But at one point, either the day of or the day after release, it was at 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. And I was like, oh, okay. It's, on, it's at 99%. I'm looking at it right now. Serious? Okay, dude. With who? That's with okay, rotten that's, tomatoes, that's, dude. That's people trying. But to... with who? Critics, people. Well, uh, that's their rating. Okay, <laughs> mm-hmm. audience score is eighty nine percent, but the rotten tomato rating is ninety nine percent. Okay, that's putting it up in that rare air category. Yeah, but, I bet you that movie is movie, not that guys, good. I'm sorry, you get other you movies know. that are ninety nine percent of rotten tomatoes. Yeah, no. This is fear of being criticized if you criticize the movie. Yeah, exactly. That's, yeah, yeah. That's a preemptive. That's a preemptive strike on the backlash towards the movie. If I had time, I'd go through and figure out what critic gave it a negative review, and just troll them. <laughs> no, no. Like I someone from someone from like you know some writer down in Alabama. Well, you know. Okay, so Rich, I. I guess the reason I was so combative on the Rachel Dolezal thing is because of the the current uh, arguments that are going on in, in the public when it comes to well, we just had our, our we're in a award season now, and that's where a lot of actors get to stand up and say shit that other people can be outraged about, and you. You guys saw the thing that I, I sent you on the unregimented uh, uh, message board. It, it was, uh, I can't remember the exact wording, but it basically said that actors and musicians, we give our hard-earned money to you for your art and not your opinion. So please just shut the fuck up and keep doing your, your art. I can't not completely disagree with that. Uh, well... Look, I don't think Rachel Dolezal necessarily needs to be told to shut the fuck up because what does it really matter? I mean, she dug her own her own grave in this situation. I don't think that any actors or musicians need to be told to shut the fuck up either. I mean, me personally, I, I mean, 
I've been a musician since I was 15 years old and have always been passionate uh, my entire life from as early as I can remember singing Beatles songs when I was three years old. I've always been passionate about music and a wide variety of music. There's very few articles or books or anything that I actually read about musicians themselves. You know, these stories of how did you make it or their life story or what. I don't give a fucking shit. You're, all you're going to be is disappointed in the end, in my opinion. But, that, but I don't go, oh, Neil Young needs to go the fuck away and just make some more music. His, his book, Shaky, sucked. And it was very uninteresting. And he has, he has horrible opinions about shit. So he needs to shut up. But a book is still a, a, a book is still a form of art. Okay. Though. Okay. I so mean, that, writing is so, still a form of a creative art. You, you're you're right. That that's a that's a valid point. So but uh, so let's just say he, he he did all this same shit in an interview, right? He needs to stop doing interviews and stop. Why? Why does he need to stop doing this? I mean, if you don't, my relationship with uh, Morrissey is is that. I buy his music and listen to it and enjoy it. All right? Morrissey wants to say some crazy shit or act like an idiot or whatever. I don't fucking care. Why does it turn it have to turn into, they need to go away. They need to shut because up. The problem is not everyone's wired like us, man. That's the thing. That's you, you, you were giving the general public far too much credit after November 8th. A lot of these people, dude, the fact that the, the Kardashians are a thing should tell you everything. So many people, it's escapism. So many people watch this shit or listen to these people and take what they say as the fucking Bible because we're, we have some strange fucking fascination with celebrity in this country. I think that's right. kind of more where that's coming from. It's not, they're not talking to the smart people, I guess, is what I'm getting at. It's, we're back to not everybody thinks like us. Trust me, I get it, but Majority of us well, don't. But that's kind of the same edit. That's why I was so combative when it came to Rachel Dolezal. I mean, I was, I'm totally in agreement with your, your opinion of her. It's just you, you lose me when you say that she's got to go away or that she needs to be silenced or, or whatever. I mean, to me, it's the same thing as, as people telling, uh, 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 oh, God, I forgot her fucking name, Street. Uh, starts with an M. Meryl Street. Meryl, thank you. I kept wanting to call her Madeline. <laughs> yeah, Meryl Street. Like, okay, yeah. So she says some yeah. shit that you don't agree with. She says some ridiculous shit. She's got different political views than you. Let me, and you, okay, and, let and me, you'd rather me. she just say, okay, so don't watch the fucking awards. Okay, so don't make it this cult Aaron, of personality. Just go watch a fucking movie that she's in and enjoy the performance. Aaron, I, okay. It, it, it seems that I, I wasn't making myself clear, so I'll put that on me. I'm not saying, because I believe I've said this when we brought up Rachel Dozel before, uh -huh. and it does tie into what you're saying also. I'm not saying what she accomplished while she was part of the NAACP and her opinions about race or race relations or whatever. I'm not saying she needs to shut up about that. What I'm saying is, you could, okay, good ideas and great things can come from people who are fundamentally flawed, all right? Perfect example, Martin Luther King. I mean, universally yeah. in this country, probably in, in most of the world, seen as 
you know, uh, one of the top civil rights leader in, in modern history. He was a whore behind the scenes. I mean, he, the motherfucker was fucking everything. He's a flawed human being. Okay, so if Martin Luther King, if I'm going to go to, if he was alive today and he get, get, got up and gave a speech about race relations, I'd listen to him. If he got up and gave a speech about how to stay faithful to your wife, I'd tell him to shut the fuck up and sit down. <laughs> right. Okay, Rachel Dolezal needs to shut the fuck up with this I'm black bullshit. That's what I'm saying. That's what I was getting at. Now, Meryl Streep and, and other celebrities and everything standing up and saying their opinions about shit, yeah. I don't really care one way or the other. It's if they were insisting their opinions are facts. Doesn't everyone? And trying to, no, sure. not everyone. But too many people this, do. Since last year, yeah. How many times on this podcast have, 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 I know it's happened to me more times than I can count. We start talking about a subject, and by the end of the, the discussion, if I haven't at least changed, if I haven't at least rethought my, you know, or if I haven't changed my mind, I've at least rethought or, or looked at it from a different point of view that I wasn't seeing before mm -hmm. based on our conversation. To me, that's what healthy, critical thinking adults do. They're able to go, I don't agree with your point of view and where you're coming from on this subject, but I can see your point of view as much as I can without being you, obviously. Okay? It's... Mm -hmm. Meryl Streep got up there and, and basically said... I don't like Donald Trump. He's not a good person to be president. And then basically shit on football and martial arts right. and said, those are the only arts we're going to have if we continue to go down this road. <laughs> Which okay. I thought was stupid. Okay, so <laughs> here's, here's the deal. She doesn't like Donald Trump. I don't care. I don't like Donald Trump. Okay, so if I ever met Meryl Streep and I wanted to say something more than, oh my God, it's Meryl Streep. Hi, nice to meet you. Loved you with defending your life. Don't really care about the rest of your work. Um, I, and she wanted to have a conversation. I guess oh. that'd be a starting point. We both don't like Donald Trump. Well, was, okay, uh, let's go from here. Uh, really? What? Anyway, what, what? I don't want to argue with you about Meryl Streep's career. <laughs> no, no, she's a great actress. I'm just not into most of her movies. You didn't most like adaptation? Movies. You see, Woman on the Edge. I uh, uh, never saw Woman on the Edge um, adaptation. That's the one with uh, Chris Cooper. Yeah, where he's like. Once you get in the his car, it's like a fine wine. It's right where he's the, the dude from Florida. Yeah, yeah. I can. I I saw it once, and to be honest with you, I was I was a little overserved. I love it. So man. I don't remember much about it. Um, no, I mean I've never even seen Sophie's Choice, dude. No, I haven't either. I don't even know what the choice is. <laughs> My choice was not to watch it. That's a, I made Richard's choice. You know. It's, 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 but I mean, still, it doesn't. Look, I, I can. That's you very unmillennial of you. Baby. I, yes, you should have I watched it and then be offended. I can appreciate her talent, but it doesn't mean I'm a fan of it. Okay. I can appreciate the fact that you know it's just like the old. Okay, Michael Jackson. Where do you separate the artist from his personal right. life? The 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 musician I'd, from what he yeah. did outside of. Well, you music. have to, like, because it's not them. Right, we like to believe that artists put everything that they have into their work. No, they don't. They make a version of themselves that they want you to see. That's what art is. I mean, I will say this: Listening when it comes back, to the, the the person being the perform like a, a performance art, that's what art is. Listening you, back to certain artists after finding out things I've known about them has definitely made me rethink 
a few songs. Case in point, Michael Jackson with Pretty Young Things. Uh, well, I was gonna, I was gonna say John Lennon personally. When I was rich, yeah. when we first met, John Lennon was my hero. Now I'm like, hey, you're just another shitbag musician. Once you find out more about the guy's personal life, like, yeah, fucking, you made great art, but yeah, and probably the third best songwriter in the Beatles. <laughs> but no, in I my mean, opinion, I, and yeah, John Lennon. Yeah, I mean, I've had. See, that's where I guess, Aaron, you say you don't really read like you know books about bios and interviews no i i don't i mean unless uh, there's certain exceptions but well i guess you know i i'm not completely disinterested in it it's i've read like marilyn manson's book and uh, uh yeah. the one about motley crew but i don't i don't listen to marilyn manson or motley crew so that's kind of different like just reading about rock stars and rock star shit that's fun but you know just because i i think somebody plays amazing guitar doesn't mean that I want to know everything about their lives and all their opinions are valid. No, but you want to find out where the art you appreciate so much came from, how it was formed. No. Now, individual conversations about craft, books about craft, like uh, David Byrne's book about making music, uh, stories about producers, but I have books about the, you know, the recording of Beatles albums and the history of, of you know, the record industry and shit like that is interesting to me. I was going to say, yeah, see, I, there's a, uh, there used to be, I don't know if there is now, I think it was on the BBC, it was a series called Classic Albums. Yeah. And they would break, they would like... Yeah, I love that for, shit. Uh, okay, yeah, they did one for Electric Ladyland where they actually sat with Eddie Kramer with the Masters and he and he broke down how he mixed it, how he recorded it. Here's right. this. Here's you know he doubled this, and he pulled everything out, and you could hear, you know, this and this. And I remember sitting with my my wife at the time, and she's he, at first she was like, I don't want to watch this shit. This shit's boring. I'm not a musician. I don't care how this shit was made. Then as she watched it, she was like, Oh my god, that's a lot more layered and detailed than I thought. A I good, never knew yeah, that. A good documentary can take any subject and make it interesting. That's kind of the key there. Yeah, and so those type of things are my favorite. If I if I have a a real affinity for an artist, I mean, it just so happens Hendrix is one of them, Stevie Ray Vaughan, John Frusciante, and and something comes out, I will watch it because I studied those guys. I mean, I can yeah. tell you, you know, I that's just what I did. But if uh, like let's just say, and this kind of this kind of goes in what we're saying, I really don't care for Ted Nugent. Yes, Ted Nugent. Really? <laughs> I'm talking about as a, as a musician. Yeah, okay. no, yeah, I hear you. When he started off, he was he was he started off in the late '60s, '70s. He went with that style. He saw Eddie Van Halen. He saw the writing on the wall. He went back to the woodshed, and he's one of the very few guys from that period who his playing continued to evolve. And he evolved with the two hand tapping, Floyd Rose. He moved from the Birdland. Gibson Birdland to a PRS, uh, you know, and et cetera, et cetera. And I can respect his ability and his desire to stay current, I guess. But that doesn't mean I want to sit down and listen to a fucking album of his. And I can count on one hand, mm-hmm. no matter if it's him solo, him with the Amboy Dukes, whatever band he's ever been in, songs I would actually not turn off if they came on. I can count those on no hands. Yeah, I mean, but that's, I, but that's I, just me. <laughs> well, yeah, growing up, when or I heard Bruno Spangle, Mars. The first thing I said, 
the first time I heard Stranglehold, the first thing I said to, to, to my buddies that were playing it, I said, Band of Gypsies Machine Gun. And they said, what the fuck are you talking about? I said, he just ripped off Machine Gun. They said, we don't know what you're talking about. And I'm like, there's a difference between me and you. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what, I'm sorry. It comes off as like, pretentious or whatever, but it's the truth. I mean, I don't know what else to say, guys. If, if you're... If you're a musician and you claim to, and you claim to 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 you know be a, a, into Hendrix and you hadn't heard a band of Gypsies by the time you're 13, 14, I don't know what to tell you, dude. <laughs> here's the, here's the tape or CD. Go listen. That's, My reaction to Stranglehold the first time I heard it was, Jesus Christ! I thought that song was ever gonna fucking end. Right. <laughs> <laughs> can you can you can you can you vamp on A a little more, but, please? But I can, but I can separate. Me being a music snob. Uh, well, you know what's better than hearing, uh, in an entertaining aspect, what's better than hearing Stranglehold? Watching somebody do it karaoke. <laughs> I was going to say Stranglehold oh, ending. <laughs> There's a lot to just not do as a, <laughs> what is, when it comes what to is karaoke. What's the tool song, Learn to Swim? Is that- I don't know. Anima. Any any Thank tool you. song is karaoke yeah. is ridiculous. Okay, when when I have a buddy who yes he's he can do the song justice on karaoke. I mean he's not a professional singer, but he could he could he could get up and 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 do a cover of it if he had a, an adequate backing band and it would be you'd be like wow I'm kind of shocked. So he can do a kind of a Maynard impersonation, but that is a long ass song with a lot of fucking instrumental breaks in it. That's not a karaoke song. Karaoke is like a quickie. You don't even take your fucking, you know, shoes and socks off. You just get in there, get your nut, and you get out and you go. I don't want to sit there and listen to fucking a karaoke version of Anagata DeVita with the drum solo. I don't need to hear it, you know. So if I saw someone doing Stranglehold, I'd be like, yo, can we fast forward past the guitar solo? We get it. Yeah, I mean, I listen to, well, I listen to everything. And I understand that when you say that now, it really means that you're either actually a musician or you just don't give a shit. You listen to whatever the fuck comes on the radio or whatever's popular. That's what most people say when they say, I listen to everything. Okay. Oh, you like, you like John Cage? No, that Ooh. shit's boring and weird. Why would I listen to that? I wouldn't even call that music. Well, then guess what? You don't like everything. But anyway. I listen to everything. You know, like everything from Kanye West to Jay-Z. <laughs> right, you know, I like, I I like but, everything. But, I like both types of music, country and western. Right. But, but, so I, you know, I listen to pop music and weird abstract music and jazz and all kinds of shit. But when it comes to just songs, all my favorite songs, all my favorite songs are under four minutes. Most of them under three and a half. They're finely crafted pop tunes. Yes. Back when you still needed talent, and there's you know, songwriting ability, and there's way vocal too, ability. Yeah, there's way too many songs out there that are decent that just don't know when to fucking end. I mean, we don't need four or five choruses, and we don't need to vamp for a whole minute at the end of a fucking song. Coldplay. Uh, anything that's come out in the last ten years. I'm looking at you. Yeah. See, that's why it seems like they write a hook, and that's it. Hey, we're done, everybody. Yeah. We got the hook. Uh, no. Music to me is such a personal no, it thing and it's so subjective because if I put on Marquee Moon, I'm going to listen to the whole song and that does everything. Well, it doesn't do the whole, you know, I guess it doesn't do the, uh, you know, 
Let's well, hit the hook chorus five, six times in a row. Whatever the fuck. Yeah, you know. but that's kind of. But I love. But, I love that shit, man. I love television. And yeah, they've got some songs that go on for way too long. But you know what? They do all kinds of interesting shit. And the length is part of the structure of the song. You know, it, it's. I don't know. But same thing. Same. That, same thing with okay, King Crimson. Yeah. I either King Crimson. First of all, if you don't know who King Crimson is, it's revolving door musicians and and pretty much Robert Fripp. He's been the the linchpin for it's forty, forty, fifty, however long they've been around, and he's just constantly had a revolving door musician. So the style of the band and their music has changed constantly and shifted constantly over the years. And some of their eras I love. Other eras of theirs, I'm like I'm okay with. I, I yeah, not really a fan. And you tell you say King Crimson to the average person, they either think in the court of the King Crimson King or they think twenty first century schizoid man. Yeah. You're very rarely gonna get anyone who's gonna say, you know, okay, three of a perfect pair or you know, cat food or any of you know, any of the other more obscure songs of theirs. And so when I hear people like you said, say I listen to anything, I'm like, so in other words, you have eighty nine X, which is for people out, out out of our area here in Detroit, they have modern rock, right? Yeah, alternative. They have, they have probably top forty adult contemporary. Mm-hmm. They have classic adult contemporary, classic rock, and they have uh, pop station and the pop or yeah, uh, probably probably a butt rock station, which would be riff or something like that, and a country station programmed on their car, and they think they listen to everything. Right, <laughs> that's their definition. Everything on the radio is what they really mean, which is it, like one percent of all music. Less, and it's funny to me because you're talking about young people using the radio. Yeah, that, that too. Well, you know, I wanted to bring up something. If we could just pivot off of music, but still talk about the creative process, because you know, I, I'm like I was saying earlier, I get totally engrossed in documentaries about the creative process when it comes to anything, and. Netflix has a new show, Abstract, The Art of Design. And I haven't, I've only watched the first episode so far, uh, which was a, a gr- artist and graphic designer who did a lot of New Yorker covers and stuff. Uh, I think the, the next one's about, uh, about footwear. I don't know what's after that, but I'm interested in watching the entire series. But, Specifically about episode one, I'm trying to look up the artist's name, but I, I can't, I don't have it handy here, but it's on Netflix. You can, you can find it out. But what was really interesting about this interview, this guy is talking about the creative process, you know, and talking about, I think, some common sense things to creative professionals that escape most people that it's not about finding inspiration. It's about going to work, sitting down, doing the work, practicing every day, all that shit. And, you know, and definitely there's talk about inspiration. And it's impossible to talk about inspiration for anything and separate that from somebody's personal life because that is one of the most personal things that you can have is your inspiration to create art. That doesn't mean I need to know his entire background and everything. I wasn't interested, and they didn't talk about that. But the the documentarian... Uh, was prompting him a couple times to be like, you know, I really want some footage of just you, like, brushing your teeth. Like, people want to feel like they can connect with you, like you have your routine or you're just a normal person or something like that. And he kept pushing back against that. And 
he said finally he told the 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 uh, documentary uh, maker the the interviewer that he was working with. He's like, look, you can put a camera on me and watch me brush my teeth, but I can tell you, it'll look nothing like me brushing my teeth all alone in a room. The fact that it's being recorded will change everything about that. It won't be an honest experience, and therefore it'll be useless information. And that's kind of where, you know, oh, I remember the other thing I wanted to tell you. So that's kind of where I'm coming from when it comes to, you know, seeing the person behind the art. There's only so much person I want to see behind that art. And I think a lot of that comes from, um, well, my in my high school years, my love of the, of, uh, the Doors and Jim Morrison, right? I used to love me the fuck out of some classic rock, especially Led Zeppelin and the Doors. Still like Led Zeppelin, although kind of lost some of its sheen just from repetition and, and over-enthusiasm. Well, you worked at Guitar Center, right. to be fair. Yeah, so I heard... It's like I worked, in, I worked in rock radio. I'm just now, like 12 years later, able to listen to Led Zeppelin and enjoy right. it. Just putting that out there. It'll, it might come back to you one day. But, but when, I, when I hit like around 18 or so, and not only did I start getting into other weirder music by that point, but... I realized what a douchebag Jim Morrison was. And, oh, yeah. you know, I, I, I like read his poetry because I didn't know any better and, uh, and was like totally enthralled with like this, this personality. And, you know, like, like any, like any artist who dies too soon. Their his their sh- brief history is just called for any little bit of information, and none of it has served the art that Jim Morrison made when he was alive one bit, and it certainly turned me off of of the music. It was almost impossible for me to now just sit and enjoy Peace Frog, one of, which I think is one of their best songs. Just great, catchy, short pop tune, and uh, and not think of the douchebag who's singing it. And I, I think that's where I decided that I don't need to have music ruined for me, right? It meant something to me, and I have some belief of what the artist is communicating. If I'm wrong, well, it doesn't matter. I can't actually be wrong, you know. It's it's how I enjoy the music. If I if I read every interview and biography and Morrissey or whatever, I'd probably never be able to listen to his music again. So I think it's almost not a necessity that I personally just kind of shy away from that shit. Well, too, I mean, just, I guess you got to kind of learn to separate the artist from the yeah, art. Cause that, cause that's too. what I've had to die. They pretty much did the same experience with that you did, but with John Lennon only, I just had to get in the space of, Separate the music from the idiot. Right. Well, that's the thing, is that the music of the Beatles was strong enough to overcome that. The music of the Doors, I don't think was of the same quality that I oh, would, that, on, that I would eventually on. overcome my uh, preconceptions of this man and, and just enjoy the music. It... Uh, to this day, I mean, there's a couple Doors songs that I can with, withstand, but most of them I'm just totally turned off by. 
I mean, the Doors to me was one of the first bands that was like, "Hey, it's okay to know how to play your instrument like really well." Sure. Yeah. See, I think it's I, that, but but it but they weren't they weren't as strong a, a songwriters to make their music uh, outlast. Jim Morrison's personality. I think it's strange that, that you guys, I don't know, maybe, maybe I'm the strange one here and out of us three. Obviously, I'm the odd man out. I've never really had a problem separating a musician who's an asshole from the music they made. And I don't necessarily, sometimes, now, don't get me wrong, if, let's say if you, you uh, took a musician who all they did was, you know, sing about, okay, case in point, Rage Against the Machine. When I first heard Rage Against the Machine, I was like, holy shit, this is insane. You know, and it hit me at the right time because I was, I was part of that generation. Like, my first two albums that I remember buying with my own money, one was Born in the USA by Bruce Springsteen, the other one was Kings of Rock by Run DMC. So Rage Against the Machine was an obvious place for that to go to for me. It was like, you know, peanut butter and chocolate, and two, two, two tastes taste great together. Didn't really care about the, the lyrics so much as the groove I love Tom Morello's tone, and at that point, because I was young, the anger and the music. As I got older and I listened to the lyrics, I'm like, okay, so you guys just hate capitalism. You're, you're all types yeah. of fucking communism. Yeah, but buy our album. But yet, I bet you cash those fucking checks, don't you? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, it, it started, it, that's when I was like, well, now does this mean I, I dismiss them completely? No. But I think it, it definitely colored how I looked at him. Like, eh. well, look, maybe I'm I'm painting the contrast to, uh, too severely here. It's not like if I never read about or saw the Doors movie or read about Jim Morrison's life or anything like that, I would to this day be loving the Doors. Now, the the music just wasn't strong enough, right? I I'm just trying to describe why I, I shy away from those types of in-depth interviews or biographies or, or something like that. No, and I, 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 I can completely separate the art from the artist. I think, you know, Roman Polanski is a horrible man. Anyone who would ass rape a 13-year-old girl that he drugged up is a horrible person and not somebody that I want to know or hang out with or trust in any way. He's made some great fucking movies. I, he's, he's an amazing director. Let's See, just face you it. say you don't want to know too much, to me it humanizes them. To me it takes them down off that See, console. I, but I don't need them humanized. No, I they're, got they're humanized I got through their art to me. I, uh, not I, through their actions. I, I understand. And I mean, don't get me wrong. Someone sitting here listening to this conversation who might not be a musician, might be a musician, I don't know. It would probably be like, these three pretentious fucks. But I well, hey, I, I think I, you, you know, should I, be pretentious I, about the things that you love. Aaron, I would like to point out you just shat on your own point what? about celebrities giving speeches. How so? When you when you said you, the art humanizes them, you don't need their actions to. Uh, that's not shitting. How is that shitting on my own point? I'm not saying they need to shut up and go away. Well, it's. I mean, when I when I made the statement in the chat of like, I I don't care. To, it's, Tell me your message through your art. You know, you, you kind of just kind of minimized it, and, and you went back to that point. I mean, it's, you know. No, I, so it, it's, you're Okay, you're in the neighborhood of shitting on your own point. How no, about that? You haven't completely shit on your own point. You shit maybe next to it, got a little bit on it. I, a little 
I'm uh, if I'm sh- close to shitting on my own point, then it is only because I am not communicating my thoughts clearly. I really don't feel like I folded back on my uh, opinion on this. I don't need to know about the person. I don't need to know about the artist's opinions or their personal life. It doesn't enrich anything for me. I also don't believe that they should be told that they're uh, in public that their opinions are invalid and that they should be uh, tried to uh, be kept from, from speaking those opinions. I mean, if you honestly believe that, then don't watch the fucking Oscars. Oh, and and, and believe me, there was a oh, large I did not. Of people. There was a large contingent of people on on my Facebook who posted the "I'm not going to watch the Oscars. I'm tired of celebrities and people yeah. who are out of touch with reality." And they're tweeting in and real their time. Opinions who were constantly yeah giving me updates on Facebook. Right. And I mean, as much as I love the Drew and uh, <laughs> the Drew and Mark podcast, right? Excuse me, Drew and Mike podcast. You know, those guys sat there and basically were hanging on every fucking thing that happened Oscar night. And I'm going, you know, for for two guys who shit all over these uh, people all week long, they've been yeah. talking about this shit. <laughs> you know, and and Drew more so than than Mark. But I mean, it's like you're hanging under every fucking word. You're it's like you're waiting to be offended. Right, waiting to be outraged, and when it didn't happen, it was like you could almost hear the air leave the room. And I'm not shitting on them, you know. I mean, Jesus Christ, Chris has said it. I've said it. I, I, Aaron, I don't know where you stand. I don't think we would be here, Chris and I, doing what we're doing if it wasn't for Drew and Mike growing up. But I mean, it doesn't take away from the fact that you know. I, well, if you don't like something, I couldn't say that. Terry Gross for me, but go on. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay, we we get it. You're artsy. <laughs> no, I, I, Aaron, you're. I hate to say this, man, but you're the guy that it, like when you, you meet a bunch of uh, uh, musicians are sitting around and you meet a couple new musicians and someone brings up something, like if someone goes, "Oh yeah, man, uh, I love Steve Ray Vaughan. Yeah, I, I love Robin Trower. Yeah, uh, that's okay. it. Is me. It, tur- it turns. It, it turns into you know. Okay, well, I love I love Rory Gallagher. Okay, well, I love Chris Duarte. It starts getting more and more that's obscure great. to the point where no one knows who the fuck anyone's it, talking about. But it doesn't matter because you know what that conversation is at its core. I love music. <laughs> I get that's it. That's all you're it, talking it also about. Be seen as one upmanship. So, that's fine. I, Look, you know, like I said before, you should be passionate about the things that you love. I am very snotty about music. I'm very opinionated about it. There's nothing wrong with that. And I know there's a lot of pretentiousness that comes off of, you know, like, well, I read this book and nobody else has read, and I listen to this artist that nobody else listens to. And, you know, I'd be lying if I didn't say that there was some part of that attraction was finding that little piece of art for yourself. Like, Aaron, this is, this is that, my favorite band and nobody knows about them. Pre- oh, my God. I don't think it's pretentious to fucking go... I listen to something that's it's that's more obscure. I think it's pretentious to go. I don't want other people to find out about it, or the wrong type of people to find out about it. For case in point, when I first heard Caius in like '92, I played yeah. it for all my friends, and no one no one gave a single shit about it. Oh man, Queens I love Caius. That shit was genius. Then Queens of the Stone Age come out, and they start doing you know. And this was at the dawn of you know everybody having at least the free AOL internet in the mail. So people started, you know, hopping on the internet, 
oh, uh, uh, Josh Homme comes from this band called Caius. Yeah. And next thing you know, people who I've known for you know ten years are coming to me going, "Do you still have any Caius CDs <laughs> or tapes?" I'm like, "Fuck yeah, I got them all, dude." <laughs> Here, listen to it. And they're like, this yeah. is great. I'm like, fuck you. Where were you 10 years ago, asshole? <laughs> yeah, and you I know? was like, oh, wow, Josh Homme sold out. It's kind of like the same people that go, <laughs> it's kind of like the same people that go, oh, uh, okay, case in point, I was going through a buddy's, uh, uh, this was years ago, like 15 years ago, going through his uh, iPad, and I saw that he had, um, uh, uh, where is my mind on there, mm-hmm. right? I was like, oh, so you, huh. you got any more Pixies on here? And he's like, uh, not That's really. That's from the Fight Club and, soundtrack. <laughs> okay, hold, hold yeah. on, because the biggest douchebag in the room goes, well, he only knows him, I bet you, from fucking Fight Club. And I'm like, okay, I get your point, but also, douchebag, how about this? How Why don't you fucking be happy he actually found some decent fucking music instead of the same right. banal bullshit that's on the radio? Right. Why, Maybe why he- can't you... Why can't you be happy for him? Look, maybe he listens to that, and then he eventually goes out and buys Doolittle or Trompe exactly. Monde or something, and listens to, and maybe that, like, everybody has that entryway where their world opens up for them, and they realize there's more shit on the, than what goes on on, on the radio. Do you know how many people, when the breeders come out, I was like, you need, if you like the breeders, check out the Pixies. Who? Right. I'm like, you've never heard of the It blew my mind. I never heard of the Pixies. And they go check them out, and they're like, Oh, I, I like that, man. That's some pretty cool shit. It, you know what? kind of reminds me of Nirvana. I'm like, okay, I'm going to correct you here. Nirvana <laughs> reminds you of the Pixies. But right. Okay. <laughs> right. I'm holding back the biggest ooh to both of you, and, and by as, the way, as much as this whole conversation. As much as I have enjoyed all the, the Breeders material, I mean, all that sh- all those ideas came from Frank Black. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> we know who the real songwriter is in the group. Black Francis? How, whatever you want oh, to call and, them now. And by the way, Rich, to answer your question about where were they 10 years ago with Caius, they were still holding out that Motley Crue was going to make a comeback. That's where they were. Mm, probably, dude. With this bunch that I'm talking about, yeah. And if they're listening, John Custer, you know who you are. Okay. <laughs> but, um, but no, man, look, I, I get what you're saying to me. When it ultimately, if I read a book or about something, yeah, it's very few. How do I put this? If I read it or watch a documentary, it's about a musician and it's more about their life outside of music. Then it, it has to be really entertaining for me, okay, right. to hold my interest. If I am watching a documentary about like the create, like how they created an album, or you know, a tour and the shit that goes on behind the scenes, yeah. To, to me, I'm like, okay, now that's the shit I want to see. I cannot remember the name of the documentary you told me to check out. Was it Dig? Uh, was it Dig? Yes, dig I love yes. that. Yeah, it was I'm still all. Still gonna dig that out. It was all about the Brian Jonestown massacre and uh, and the uh, Dandy Warhols, two California bands coming up in the '90s, and they both were part of this. What was kind of a a, a revival of psychedelic music with an indie rock spin on it in the area. And the Dandy Warhols ended up hitting kind of big and, you know, got on the festival tours and got on the alternative radio stations. And the Brian Jonestown Massacre, which is really just one guy, have continued to struggle in relative obscurity, although they've gained quite the cult following. And it follows this bitter relationship between these two bands from the same scene. And I... I Like, 
I get something different out of it every time that I've watched. I think I've watched it three or four times now. And, you know, on, on one side, you, you see where the guy from Brian Jonestown Massacre is coming from. Because he's like, fuck these guys. They started writing pop songs and sold out. And they're not really, they're not real musicians and all this shit. And the guy from the, the lead singer from the Dandy Warhols is basically, I don't know why this guy's got to be such an asshole to me. Like, we're just making music and having fun and people seem to really be liking it. And, uh, like, he seems to take all this shit way too seriously. Like, he didn't understand what the, what the problem was. <laughs> I mean, as I'm getting older, trust me, Rich, you knew me when I was younger. I used to have the attitude exactly like that dude from the Brian Jonestown Massacre. Right. But as I'm getting older, I'm realizing, why do we begrudge people being successful at what they're trying to attempt? I don't know. Right. You either like it or you don't. You know? Like, well, I, like I, we were talking about uh, appreciating talented artists but not liking their music. And I, I threw out Bruno Mars as an example of that because... He is. He's super talented. He can dance. He can sing. He's great looking. He, you know, he can play uh, instruments. He can play guitar and drums and all this shit. He's all really good at it. That's great. I don't want to listen to a single fucking Bruno Mars song, but I don't say that he's a no talent hack. It's, you know, you know how many guys when I started playing guitar in the late 80s, mid 80s, who were the hair metal guys said the same thing about Prince? Oh, yeah. They're like, oh, oh, he's oh, really? talented, but I can't stand any of his fucking music. And I'm like, okay, I, I love Prince growing up, so I didn't understand it in myself. But it's getting back to what you were saying, Chris, about when when you were younger, you felt kind of like the dude from Brian's Jonetown Massacre. Um, I think of a, I think of a band like like everybody's one of the one of the favorite targets. 90s bands for everybody to shit on which is sugar ray sugar ray came out and they tried to be a metal band and they they would slip in like green machine that's a great song they would slip in these these little pop songs these little quirky pop songs in the middle of these like bunch of metal songs yeah for yucks and the truth is, is that they wanted to be a pop band but they figured they had a better chance to make it as a metal band and the irony is the one goof they put on their album became their biggest hit, and so they just said, "Well, fuck it, let's do what we want to do in the first place." Now, I mean, it's that's you know, and people go, "Oh, they sold out." No, they sold out yeah. when they put out that bullshit metal stuff. That's not what they wanted to do, obviously. Well, you you do reach a certain age where selling out is such an abstract concept that you realize it has no meaning, and really is only expressing the frustration of a fan who felt like that art that was made especially for them is now being shared with the world and it makes them feel less special. Yeah, yeah. yeah because it goes back to that hipster attitude. Like, what's uh, out? I knew about them for everybody else. Right. And like I said, yeah, the older I get, what's selling out, making a living? I, I, don't, I don't see an issue with making a living. Now, I, 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 you know, look, if I was, I, I, at this point in my life, if I was in a band... And people were coming to me going, hey, we want to use your songs for things. Uh, I'm going to be awful selective about what I sign off on. You know, I'm not going to, you know, have fucking every commercial that comes, you know, or product says we want to use you in your commercial, just okay it. I'm not Pete Townsend, you know. And if, and if, 
that's just how I feel. I mean, if someone come to me and says, well, I want to put your song in a movie, well, let me see the movie first. Mm-hmm. If it's a piece of shit, or if it's something that's just like straight propaganda garbage, no, I'm not. You're not. No, go find somebody else, man. That's yeah. that's yeah. Aaron, Aaron and I learned that lesson on the Weedsman. Don't commit to an interview until you've seen the movie. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, I haven't. But, yeah, sorry. Wait, I haven't heard this story. Just real quick. Give me oh a no, it was recap. it was beginning of last year. It was uh, my one buddy. Uh, he's in the film community so to speak, and he knows a lot of people in the industry, and he had a buddy of his that made a, that made like a stoner version of Clerks, but it was bad. It was, you know, like we agreed to do the interview, we booked him, and then the night before, like, alright, let's get together and watch it. We watch it, and all three of us are just looking at each other like, fuck, we have to interview these people and make it sound like it's a good movie. Shit. Yeah, and it wasn't even like entertaining bad like Birdemic or something like that or The Room it was <laughs> it, it was just boring bad, bad like uh, uh, okay yeah. uh, so uh, let me uh, let me using that as a jump off point let me ask you this question let's say for whatever reason we had a, a situation similar to that here on Unregimented okay. like, let's say an author or something and we read the book, and we were like, and this book, we all three talked about it, and we are like, we all three agreed, this, this book is horrible. And then we had to interview him. Okay. And this is, it's, it's, it, we're in, we're in La La Land. This is, this, you know what I'm saying? So, oh, yeah, listeners, yeah. this is not, this is not happened or happening. It's just something I'm curious about. Would you, would you, when the guy goes, what'd you think? Would you tell him the truth, or would you go, I, you know, it, it, no, because we were asked. We we deflected <laughs> like a motherfucker. He like one of the first questions they asked us was, "How bad did it suck?" And we we deflected. It's we just, in that situation. You can they're they're like, that's a funny like, joke. You're you're both helping each other out. You're they're doing you a favor. You're doing them a favor. You just kind of gotta. I don't know. It's, it's probably like having sex with somebody you don't want to have sex with, but at least you're having <laughs> sex. You just kind of grit your teeth, get through it, make the best of it. And then learn from the experience? Well, the reason I ask is because I was never the type, when I was in a band, whether it be a live performance or a CD, that I would get off stage and go up to people and say, what'd you think, how was it? Or if, or whip out my CD and try to play it for people and get their opinions about it. I was just like, if you like it, cool. If you don't, cool. If you like it, you'll come up and tell me. There's no need to go solicit a fucking response from you. Yeah, I can't... <laughs> I can't picture myself being in their situation and asking that question of anyone. Like, as you put something out there, you're going to get feedback on it. Just, there's no reason to, and there's no reason to think that you'll get a fair answer from asking somebody outright, what'd you think of my movie? What'd you think of my book? What'd you think of my song? You're not going to get a straight answer or a fair yeah, answer. Yeah, you're, you're going to be lied to. You're, you, you're either going to be lied to or or just maybe they'll exaggerate it some. I'm not saying it's always a situation where the person hates it, but it's even if you get a positive response, how do you even know that it was honestly positive and that they just didn't want to hurt your feelings? Well, I'm saying either way is a lie. Either you're saying you liked it and you didn't like it, or it was just okay and you're telling me it's the best thing fucking that you've read, seen, listened to this year. Well, yeah, because... Either way, it's a lie. 
I had a, I had I have a buddy who's very much like that, and uh, I, I'm so close with him. The compromise I made was when he would play his music for me, I would sit there and try to go instead of comment on the quality of it. In my opinion, I'd go, "Oh, that part's interesting. That kind of sounds reminds me of uh, this." Were you going for that, or you know? maybe like oh the production oh okay you did this right there that was cool you know something like that like tr- like try my best to not comment on whether i liked it or not and just be as bland in my in my responses as possible and I, that's like like okay perfect example is i i still have friends coming up to me going you do a podcast for almost three years now dude well i didn't know you told me about it because i'm not going to shove it down your throat and then they go okay i'm gonna check it out okay I have actually had a few come back and go, well, you, why don't you like, you know, hit me up and say what I think? Because if you liked it, you'll tell me about it. In fact, here's the deal. If you like it, you'll keep listening, and you don't need to tell me about it. I'm fine with that. If you don't like it, and I've, I've had friends come to me and go, I tried it. You guys don't play any music. I don't care for it. Okay. <laughs> Goes to the radio diction. <laughs> I'm like, uh, it, well, and they're, and they're like, well, dude, I've I've done radio shows and it was half talk, half music, and that's what I like, man. I want to hear music, and I'm like, well, then go listen to yeah, a CD. A, it's no, it's it's no skin off my nuts. I'm not upset. Or, or yeah, listen to any morning radio program. And it's just like bad criticism. If someone was listen, if if we had someone listening to us who hated us to where every time a new episode come out, they talk shit about what we said. I would be. I would look at it this way. First of all, thank you for listening. Yeah. Thanks for the download. Second of all, thank you for giving that much of a shit that you can critique us like that and actually know what the fuck you're talking about. Yeah. If someone just comes out and says something sucks, I just, okay, I put as much thought into my response to you suck as they put into telling me I suck, which is none. If someone comes and tells me the reasons I suck, that means they gave a fuck enough to sit down and actually figure shit out. True. But, I almost but, take that as a compliment. But to criticize it because we don't play music, which no podcast does. There isn't a that isn't a podcast format. It's not a viable way to make a podcast, to pay licensing fees, to play a bunch of music. And so it's almost like they went to uh I don't know, what's a rock band? Who plays guitars anymore these days? Black Veil Brides. For okay, yeah. Time. So, so they went. Well, to, I have no idea who they are. I just hear their name all the it's time. It's like if you said, "Oh, I went to a Black Veil Brides uh, uh, concert the other day." Oh, really? What'd you think? Were they good? Well, I guess so. But you know, they played guitars, and I'm just not into guitars. Okay. Well, then why did you go see a bunch of people play guitars? Or to say they didn't play enough keyboards? I really like keyboards. Well, go see a band that plays keyboards then. Yeah, I guess know what you're getting into before you get into it is your point. Well, no, it's just it's a, it's a ridiculous. Don't walk into a horror movie and go, "Hey, this isn't a comedy." Right? Yeah. What did you think of Get Out? Well, wasn't sexy enough. It needed more nude scenes. <laughs> you know, okay. I took my children to go see Planet of the Gapes thirty one, and I was really <laughs> offended. And and then on top of it, they really have to run a, a, a trailer for Gag Factor 27 beforehand. Really? Right. <laughs> my, I, I didn't want to have that conversation with my five-year-old. Get the fuck out of here. Come on, man. Yeah, and it's kind of like know, the, know, your, know your audience. Be aware of your surroundings, you know what I'm saying, in, in your entertainment choices. 
Well, it's like any dipshit who took their kid to see Deadpool after the first weekend it was out. After the first weekend it was out, it was pretty, uh, it was out there of what it was. You know, and there were still people. I was traveling with a guy last year talking about uh, my sister-in-law took her kids to see Deadpool and was like, what the hell is this? I was like, man, are you fucking stupid? Have you not researched anything? First oh, of all, there's, there's a big parent. rating with an R on it. That should have been your first warning. How about that? Let's be honest here. I, you know, oh, but I'm yeah. going to take my six-year-old to see it because he loved uh, the Avengers. Yes, but, but you know, uh, Deadpool had an R on it for a good reason. There's a lot of movies that get an R on it for stupid reasons. Well, and, and that's how come they now list why these movies have the right. they do. Yeah, so you can make parenting choices and say... Mm. Do I want to take my kids to see a movie where there's lots of gratuitous heads being chopped off and there's a whole sex scene montage and an implication of masturbation with a unicorn? No, probably not. But you're thinking it's a superhero movie and they swear and they're going to stab a bunch of people in it. That's why it's R. It's, it's funny because when I was a kid... Like I, said, I, th- I think I've told this story. My grandmother and my great-grandmother and me, they took, well, not me, they took me to go see Beverly Hills Cop 1 and 2 and Raw in the theaters and Coming to America. Ooh, okay. And here's the thing. Raw is, I say, where you draw the line. <laughs> the, rational, the rationalization is, what's the worst things that are in those movies? They're not, they're not filled with nudity. It's not like it's a, right. you know erotic thriller or whatever. It's, they're not overly violent. What is in this movie? Language. Yeah. And my family, you'd think is a bunch of truckers and sailors, and that's just the females. So, I mean, they were like, the boy has heard all this shit, and Kevin Smith brought this up. He said, you know, we cuss around the house, but we don't let the kid watch a bunch of gratuitous violence and sex. And someone, it was one of his, you know, question and answers, and they said, wait a minute, you let your children watch, like, Jay and Silent Bob? And he's, or his your child watched Jay and Silent Bob? And he goes... Yeah, we cuss around the house in front of the kid, and here's the irony. The kid's now a teenager, and the kid hardly cusses herself. Right. She doesn't really like it. But he goes, I'd be a hypocrite if I didn't allow cussing in my family. He goes, shit, cussing is what's paid for everything. (laughs) Cussing built this house. Yeah. (laughs) You know, so sorry, kid. If you don't like cussing, you can move out anytime and pay bills on your own. You it's know, like what, and it's Aaron and Adam Carolla said his daughter told him to stop talking. He's like, you don't want me to stop fucking talking. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I stopped talking. We're living in the fucking hotel. Well, I mean, look, I, I, and I understand different people want their kids exposed to different things in the home. Yeah. It's this weird concept called parenting where pe- where adults have to make decisions as to what their children do. Now, what, what you also Come have on. to understand is once your kid leaves the home and goes to school, you are no longer in control of what your child hears. <laughs> and your child is going to hear, every, especially these days, everything. It's funny as shit. I saw a picture someone had put. It was, I think it was from like a Reddit post or someone, something. Someone had on the back of a dirty car windshield or a back window wrote Brazzers on it. <laughs> And Why? this lady's like, this lady's like, she took a picture and she posted. And she's like, okay, first of all, I'm very upset at whoever did this. 
I'm even more upset I had to ask my 12-year-old daughter what that meant. <laughs> <laughs> I was like... <laughs> you should be upset that she knew what it meant. Right. Well, here's the thing. Unless she's homeschooled and you got it locked out on the internet, she's going to find that shit out one way or the other through other people. And that's, I and guess, just what hope it's through at. watching it. It's like, it's like Jay said. Look, when I was growing up, and apparently in Jay's household, what happens at home is one thing. When you leave the house... That's a different story. When I was growing up, it was when it was just my dad and I, we talked like we talked. And my stepmom would come in, and we cleaned up our language somewhat. But then when, like, grandma would come around, it was Disney language. And not Disney these days. I'm talking good old Jew-hating Disney language. Okay? So it was just <laughs> keep it as G as possible. I Gosh mean, and golly. Know. Yeah, and, and you couldn't even say "dag." That was too close to "damn." You know, you get a smack upside the back of the head. So, I mean, it's just kids aren't dumb, and they learn. You know, they learn these things, but they're going to learn them anyway. You have to teach them. There's an appropriate time and place for everything. Yeah. it's like it goes. It goes, back, it goes back to the whole thing with like you know the locker room talk or barbershop talk. And when women, you know, I I hear women go, well, I don't hear guys talk like that in a barbershop. We're not talking about when you're there. We're talking about when you're not there. That's how they talk. Correct. Congratulations. You've now figured out that the, when, the minute you leave a room, they don't strike the set and, and, and set up for the next shot. The world is not your movie. It right. does keep going when you're not around. Like, like, what I found they, ironic about that whole situation too is women act like they don't talk different when men are around. That's a, that's what I. But yeah, it's like it's like one of my an issue for me from months ago. What, one of my favorite scenes in Train Spotting is uh, when they're at they're at the club. Spud and his girl, and uh, who else is there? Oh, uh, uh, the sporty. No, no, no. Tommy, Tommy, Lizzie, Tommy, Spud and his girl. Yes. What are you talking about? Football. Football. What are you talking about? Talking about shopping. (laughs) Right. After they come back from like having these conversations of like, where the fuck is my relationship going? And what am I doing? And what the fuck? And all this like deep shit. And then they just come back to meet up with their significant others. And it's like, you know, talking about what guys do. (laughs) Oh, Christ. Well, uh, it's, uh, I don't know. Well, get, just because I just had a thought about the whole, uh, you know, artist thing and them speaking out. Uh-huh. Honestly, let's 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 take all the emotion that we possibly can out of the subject, which I, I understand for some people it's really hard because they see someone on stage saying something they disagree with, political or social issue wise, and it it really pisses them off. But yeah. honestly, what are you afraid of of them saying that? If yeah. it, 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 if you hear something that you disagree with, you just go, eh, that person's full of shit, and you go on about your day. Right. I mean, I mean, unless they're, you know, elected to office and making decisions that affect your life. That's a problem. That's a problem. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yes. The minute they the minute they have power and they continue in in that then it becomes an issue. Right. Where, or you yeah, see you them accruing power. You know, like Meryl Streep isn't getting ready to run for office somewhere no. so just fucking relax you know I, her opinion doesn't think, really count for more than anybody else's any other average citizen's opinion i think what the author of that meme failed to articulate is or at least is where i'm coming from meme it's master it, it's masturbatory 
it's fucking self-congratulatory. It's, oh, oh, the the marionette meme about uh, yeah. shut up, just shut up and do your. Yeah, well, it's not, and it's I, it's moving. It's the piousness of it too. It's it's coming from the place of I'm better than you, and here's why. I think that's where the, yeah. the author of that meme just missed the mark on that. No, I under, but, but yeah, you but they, you nobody's like prying their eyelids open like Clockwork Orange style and making them watch E News all night long. But when you they have do to that on their own the news cycle for the next fucking no, week, you don't. You, you can don't. argue that. So what do you do? You just if something happens that you don't like, you just cut off the all flow of information. Well, I can't listen to the radio. I can't listen to any podcasts. I can't watch any TV. <laughs> no, something happened that I didn't like, so I got to cut myself off for a week. Well, I mean, that's, that's the point too. Just because you don't watch the initial event doesn't mean you're not going to be beaten over the head with it for the next few days. Uh, it's impossible for it to not come across your radar, but that doesn't mean you have to react to it, and therefore. Like, and, and, and I'm just saying, I didn't watch the Oscars. I could tell you what happened at the end in sure. detail at this point. Oh, yeah, yeah. Since the last four yeah, days. Totally. I don't give a shit, but I, it seems like every podcast and everybody on social media gave a shit, and now I know it by osmosis. Oh, yeah, but here's my beef. The same people who go, I won't watch the Oscars because I'm tired of people, of celebrities giving their political opinion, that's not their beef. Their beef is they're tired of celebrities getting up there and saying something against their political beliefs yeah because when this when when cmt has its fucking young hee-haw sister fucking awards and they all get up there and talk about how great donald trump is they're not going to be sitting there calling for them to shut the fuck up yeah okay? no, exactly and, and all these right-wingers who say celebrities need to shut the fuck up these hollywood elites well your fucking messiah okay jesus fucking ronald reagan christ came from fucking hollywood so you can shut the fuck up about how great he was, mm -hmm. all right? So and 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 your yeah, don't tell Toby Keith to shut the fuck up on that side. I hear you there. And your and your current orange overlord was on a fucking reality show. So shut the fuck up. He's a fucking he's a celebrity too. These are not politicians who happen to be celebrities. These are celebrities who aspire to be politicians. These are the worst type of people, in your opinion, that there can be. Oh, but wait a minute. They parrot your beliefs. Right. So it's okay. So in other words, we're back to they. no one wants to hear anything they don't agree with. And it's like, look, if you don't want to fucking hear opinions you don't agree with, bury your head in the sand. But it's going to be a very lonely, isolated existence. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you. No, you know, and I do believe, and maybe it was just my perception. You know, I, I used to line up with a lot more liberal beliefs in the past. And maybe that was my youth and innocence. And maybe the liberals were just way different then because it seemed like it was conservatives who always had double standards for everything and not liberals. And now there's just no difference. It doesn't matter none, none of the facts matter like we may very well have a, a a man in the white house who colluded with another country to gain power and we will probably never find the truth out about it because every time fucking kellyanne conway puts her feet on the couch in the oval office we have to freak out about it and nobody take and nobody takes anything seriously anymore so then this russian conspiracy is just an an outlier from that of you just hating these people in general but but aaron here's the amazing thing about that because and i can give more than just this example with the whole colluding with russia thing 
when that first when the Russia when Russia hacking the election come up, mm-hmm. and I'm not listen. Please don't take this as I'm shitting on either of you guys because I said it to myself, so I'm just as guilty. All three of us at a certain point said it doesn't fucking matter. Blah blah blah. Here's the truth: it does fucking matter. Well, wait. Right? wait. Uh, I believe that when we talked about the Russians trying to affect the outcome of the election through a disinformation campaign was should have been a given and ultimately didn't matter. Now, when we're talking about people from Trump's campaign directly talking with Russian ambassadors and aligning yeah. policies, that's a that totally different That's Do a totally different matter. you remember the conversation matter. we had when I said, okay, look, Trump reminds I me remember of the guy it. who is well, cheating... Who's your, he's your friend, and he's cheating on his wife, and he's constantly talking about this bitch at work. And you're like, why are you talking about this bitch at work? Why are you interjecting her into every conversation? That's how he was about Russia during his campaign. And to me, that just smacks of you're trying to tell us something, but you don't want to come out and say it. And he's the type of egomaniac who has to flaunt that he's getting away with something. Case in point, See? Billy Bush, I grab him by the pussy. Who the fuck I- is Billy Bush to where Donald Trump has to worry about impressing him? But he did. He's a fucking egomaniac. I believe I'm going to come off as sounding like I'm defending Trump here, but here goes. I don't think it was him. I think the Republic. I think it was the Republican Party that well, was involved. It's, an, it's, it's amazing as that far as the more this onion gets peeled back, I think it was more the Republican Party, and he was just a fucking here. Go be loud in front of this microphone. Distract everybody. It's amazing that most of these email leaks are almost all of them really exclusively uh, helped one side and hurt and hurt the other because if they could hack the democratic uh, party's emails, you tell me they couldn't do the same to the Republicans. It would, we've had Jay on this show. Aaron, your computer savvy enough. Nothing is safe enough if someone wants it bad enough. Right. Uh, this, This argument that it was either they didn't hack the RNC they tried to and couldn't, or that they did and didn't find anything. <laughs> like all okay, three bullshit. of those, we all, know all three of those points are total bullshit. And that's what I'm getting yep. at. And like even if they didn't, even if their clear intention was to, and, and I believe, yeah, they they obviously wanted to support the concern. They didn't want Hillary in office. And um, gosh, who was it? I, Again, Fresh Air. I was listening to Fresh Air the other day. No, they, she was interviewing a couple journalists and uh, that had followed uh, Russian politics for decades now and, and their history and everything. And what he was talking about was that obviously Putin didn't want Hillary in office because to have a Clinton back in office when it was... Uh, you know, Clinton was a major thorn in the side of of Russia during his presidency. You know, you want to talk about uh, Reagan and Gorbachev and Reagan bringing down the Berlin Wall and all that bullshit. But you know, what really sticks in in Putin's craw is things like NAFTA and support for uh, um, oh fuck, <laughs> what's the acronym for the the. Uh, the TPP? No, 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 not trade. Uh, uh, basically, the world police. Uh, oh, the uh, UN. 
no. Yeah, no, right. not the UN. The other, the other organization. I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. They're having NATO. a total brain front. NATO, thank NATO. you. Yes. They're supporting things like NAFTA and NATO. That's what really pissed off Putin. And he doesn't want to see that again because he, th- he feels like, you know, Reagan may have helped knock down the wall, but it was Clinton's policies that helped to make sure that Russia was never going to be a world power again. And I guess, he's spiteful because of that. So, yeah, obviously he wanted to, he didn't want to see another Clinton in office. Well, guys, I guess what I'm getting at is that we, we Chris said multiple times, it doesn't matter what Russia did, they hacked the people. That's, that's what matters the most. Okay, and we all kind of just like, we're like, But we yeah. were speaking specifically about the disinformation campaign. Counterintelligence is a given when, you're, when dealing with a country like Russia, and that, that goes hand in hand with it. The fact that yeah, they to want. Defend, to defend myself, this was before we had found out anyone had actually spoken to anyone from Russia regarding the campaign. Right. This was back when had, it was just, they were okay, affecting our I'm social media, they were trying now. to sway it with disinformation. This is back for now they're actually. Now it reeks out loud that there is some actual collusion from somebody, and we should find out whom. This goes well beyond okay, but guys, what how, we were talking okay, about in the past. Give me a second to try to explain this. Okay. How do crimes get solved a lot of times? You, you look at things, you look at patterns, and you go, okay, something isn't sitting right, and so you investigate more. All right? Mm-hmm. Somebody obviously had the same exact feeling that I had when I was like, why the fuck is Trump and his company constantly talking about Russia? And so they went digging. And the intelligence community went digging. And as far back as three, four months ago, before he was even inaugurated, we're like, there is a whole lot that we can't release without risking fucking being labeled a traitor and everything that comes with that, that, yes, connects him and his campaign and people around him to Russia. It's not good, folks. When the intelligent community is coming out and, and they're going on Bill Maher, and saying as much as they can without fucking crossing that line, or they're going and doing interviews anonymously, that should tell us something. But once again, Kellyanne Conway put her feet on the couch. That's more important. Right. Trump said something stupid. That's more important. I mean, it's like... Okay. By, by the way, that her feet on the couch picture tagged with brazzers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was the funniest use of that, that tag great. ever. <laughs> <laughs> She's um, in a room just like with 30 black guys all packed into the Oval Office. Oh, I there got are some a, women I too got a, back I got there. A, I, got a, I got a better example, and it happened on last week's episode when I brought up what was going on in a lot of the town halls that the Republicans were holding. Uh-huh. Aaron, you were like, I, what? what? What do you mean? So Mitch McConnell won't go to a town hall? I said, no, no, no. The, the people who voted for Trump and were supportive of Trump are now going and supporting these senators and congressmen are now going to these town halls and going, we voted for you because you said you were going to replace Obamacare and not leave us hanging with no coverage. And all you're doing now is trying to either sink Obamacare and you have nothing in, in, in it in right there to take its place. So there's going to be a gap in coverage or you, what you do have in place is worse than Obamacare is in the first place. And like, we all, I brought it up. I think we talked about it for three minutes, and then it was the subject was done and over with. Boom! Last week's John Oliver. It was his main fucking story, and I'm like, there you go. That's what I'm talking about. That's how. That's how. And that's how. That's how easily people get distracted from shit. 
I mean, the, the fact that stupid shit happens with Trump because he's stupid and he's going to say stupid shit. You could be outraged by that constantly if you want to. Look at what is happening deeper. Kellyanne Conway puts her feet on the fucking couch. Meanwhile, Trump and his and, and Republicans are pushing for a fifty-four billion military budget increase. What the fuck for? Mm -hmm. What do hey, we need fifty-four billion dollars more in our military? Right. Hey, but a month ago, the day man, you guys remember the day everyone was bitching about the Bowling Green massacre. Trump signed in regulations to roll back Dodd Frank. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you. Okay, but there, there is a. I agree. I one hundred percent agree with both of you. But there is a false equivalent uh, equivalency or an assumption that happens uh, in in these cases. You know, if I see a picture of Kellyanne Conway. And she's got her feet up on the couch, and I think she looks ridiculous. And I retweet it. That's taken as outrage, right? This picture, look at how ridiculous this is. I mean, there are there were legitimately people who seem to spend all day retweeting that and bitching about it. And those people are missing the bigger point and have no concept of reality when it comes to what's really going on in this country. But just because. I get a chuckle and a yuck out of out of uh, a picture that makes these people look ridiculous that I think are, are trying to ruin this country. And I retweet it. Doesn't mean that that's my focus. You know, there's a lot. I, there's a lot of things that go on no, just with the catharsis. It's when everybody of, talks about it, when it dominates the news cycle, that's what we're getting at. It's not talking about you personally going, "Oh, look at this." It's when it's. Every fucking major news organization, that's your lead story. It's, yes, it's things like that. Well, story, when it's the that's lead story why the I don't Frank watch. Or the increase in yes. military spending story is, the, is barely mentioned. Well, but, but, yeah. the, but they got to have commentators talk about, well, she didn't have good home training. Okay, but, but that's a criticism of the media, and I'm right there with you. I don't get my news from the TV because that's the type of shit that they report on. They, they look at what's trending on Twitter and report on that. I already saw what the fuck's trending on Twitter, and half of it was ridiculous, stupid shit that was just there for entertainment. You saw I'm about trending on Twitter? Tw trending on Twitter. <laughs> yes. Hey, by the way, props to uh, Bill Maher and Jon Stewart. Well, well, they both made me moist this last week. Just, <laughs> I mean, Bill Maher again, man. Like, he's knocking it out of the park this year. And I'm sorry, I, I have to draw a correlation between the fact that he's going after the the clueless fucking left who are easily trolled and get distracted by nonsense and the hit pieces that I see, keep seeing coming out more and more against him because he used to be the left's fucking little golden boy. They couldn't, he, they, well, yeah, but uh, he could, they couldn't drink down his fucking cum quick enough. I mean, they were just insatiable. Now, all of a sudden, he's this fucking asshole, and he's horrible. That's right. what I loved about this last week. Two liberal media, two liberal media darlings, John Stewart and Bill Maher, pretty much indicted them both on national television. Both indicted them on national television. Pretty much went. There's a reason you're not trusted. I mean, that that thing that that statistic Bill Maher shared is frightening. All right, we trust a guy. Or at least the, the information from this poll says that we trust a guy who we can prove with a pad and a paper and a TV and video, audio, whatever you need. We can prove that he has lied on several occasions. We trust him more than we trust our institutions that are supposed to be objective. Yeah. That's crazy to me. Well, yeah. And that and says he did make the you fucked up somewhere, media. 
uh, yeah, when when we decided that news needed to be commoditized, that I mean, he mentions this in in in, uh, in the end of that episode. That the the problem with it is 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 that it's it's looked at as a money maker when in the past it was a, a lost leader, something that. You know, you did because it was the right thing to do, to have a news team, to report on shit. You didn't make money off of your nightly news. Hopefully, people watched the other programs that were on your channel and, and supported those advertisers, but you weren't making money on the news, and now there's the concept that you make money on news. So you're going to be giving people what they want and not what they should have. Well, let me, because let what me, they me, should have doesn't sell anything. Let me let me let me bore you guys for a second here because I I just watched a documentary that was fairly interesting that explained basically a good portion of where we're at as far as news and the media and stuff. And I'm it bored goes back already. To the, the 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 debate versus the Kennedy debate versus Nixon in '60. Nixon. Oh yeah. People on radio thought Nixon won that debate. People yes. who watched it on television thought Kennedy won it because Nixon looked shifty-eyed. He was sweating. He refused makeup. Yeah. Because Nixon saw television as a gimmick. Literally, those were his words. Mm -hmm. So when he ran again for president, he got Roger Ailes to. to uh, is how am I pronouncing it? A I L E S. I don't know. I okay. Well, anyways, Ailes. You know, Roger like multiple. Ailes, yes. Ailes. Roger Ailes. Like more than one beer. Is basically, his media consultant, and he is the father of the of the news media soundbite. He is the one that told Nixon these long, grandiose speeches. No one gives a shit about. Don't go into detail. Give give them something quick, punchy that they can air. Maybe five, ten second quote, and they'll do a wrap around around it, and they're good. And now, fast forward. And he ends up working at Fox as a consultant to Rupert Murdoch. Mm -hmm. 1996, Telecommunications Act of 96 is passed. Murdoch starts Fox News. Roger Ailes is the one who fucking is getting Fox News going and presents everything that Fox News has said. We're fair and balanced. We're this and that. Every single, the entire, I guess, zeitgeist around Fox News he created. He created it's us versus the liberal media. He's the one that created that fucking term. He's the one that put it into our fucking heads and started casting doubt on news organizations. I mean, we're talking as bland as the AP. And it's and from there, now we're 21 years later, and we're to where it doesn't matter the source where you get your news. It matters what do you want to believe? Then that makes it a credible news source. Tell me where I get my news is boring. You, just, they, just, they just clutter up my, my uh, brain with facts and information. Hey, boring old I'm, Associated Press. Hey, here's a thought that'll probably keep you up at night. You know where millennials are getting most of their news from? If you Social say media? BuzzFeed, I'm hanging up. Snapchat. I, guys, I hate to say this. I don't even know. What the fuck is that? Is it the shit that, like, it disappears after a couple seconds when yeah. they send it to you? Yeah. Yeah. It's How the, the shit that, you know, that? came in. I don't know, but they do. Tiger Woods. That's why that's popular. I heard a story about it on the radio today because they were talking about Snapchat went public 
and all the founders instantly became billionaires and all their employees became millionaires. And I'm telling you, this is a, this is a bubble. This is going yeah, to Facebook taught us so hard. Facebook in 2012 taught us, uh, check with check back with them in a month. Yeah. So I, I don't predict good things for these people. But well, trust me, I was reading about it last night because I almost was going to throw some money into it. Uh, but I, all I had to read it was like two lines into the, maybe two lines, maybe a half a paragraph in. I was talking about their their daily user has already peaked and is plateauing. It's like, no, I'm, yeah. oh, no, I'm, not, investing, I'm not investing in that. It's plateaued, and they have a very flimsy advertising model, and that's their only income. I, I just don't see it lasting, but... Who's I tried to, say? to get the podcast network on it. First of all, I couldn't understand it. Whatever, I'm old. But I think that's what's holding Snapchat back. Is people over 35 are like, I don't fucking know. I got Facebook. I can text. Right. I got Twitter. I'm good. But you know. So they. But on the radio uh, program, they were interviewing millennials who use Snapchat and asking you know, what you know what they use it for and all this and that and and the one. One of the kids was saying about how, yeah, he gets all his news from Snapchat, and he loves it because they boil everything down to these little bite-sized pieces of information. It's really short and concise. Like, that's not news. That's you walking past a newsstand and reading a headline. That's not news at all. That is literally, that's not information. That is literally sound bites for the fucking Adderall generation. That's people who like, can't sit through a 10-minute or a 10-second quote. Right. I mean, at least on on Twitter, you can go back and research. You can see what people have tweeted years prior. You you can tag to links to news, actual news stories and stuff like that. I mean, there's no history to any of this. So it's just like, hey, here's a headline for you. So-and-so did this, and then it's gone. And that's all you ever know about it? That's where you get all your news? But... You know what? Unfortunately, it's bleeding over into regular news because I don't know if you've noticed it lately, Aaron, but it seems to me maybe it's the last year. There are so many stories I'm reading that seem to just abruptly end. <laughs> yeah. There's no conclusion. Yes. There's no wrapping it up. There's no restating what we just read. There's no, if you want more information, oh. check this out. There are so many articles where it gets to the end. And I'm like, what, what, that's it? Yeah. You, that's how it ends? Scrolling. Yeah, I'm like, scrolling and it's just, it. yeah, it's just fucking, uh, uh, click holes. There's nothing, you're like, where's the rest of the fucking article? I'm not talking about click holes. I'm talking about even articles from like what we call legitimate news organizations. Yeah, they have. Like, you forgot have, to finish your article. Yes, legitimate art, legitimate quote unquote news, uh, outsources. They have, uh, clickbait on their websites as well. Can I ask a question real quick? Since we're talking about social media and Aaron, you're, you seem to be, unless Chris is and I don't know it you seem to be pretty much the Twitter guy to go to out of us three so that's the only social media that I use and I'm not saying like I love it I'm a huge Twitter fan I'm just like I'm over Facebook I don't understand anything else Twitter's fine okay (laughs) Um, now if I'm wrong let me know because it seems to me to see what someone is saying on Twitter you have to follow them correct or someone that you're uh, no, not anymore. No, people retweet stuff. You'll you'll see it in your feed because a bunch of people that you know liked that that post. Okay, well that's what I'm getting at. Like, unless I seek it out 
or someone I know retweets it, I don't see it, right? Like, there's not comment sections. Like, like in Facebook, you know, you got comment sections, and people can write fucking, you know, War and Peace Volume 2 if they want in there. Twitter, it's like, okay, they retweet it, and, it, and if it's not someone I'm following, and I'm not following the original person who tweeted it, I won't see it. Is that's what, that's uh, what I'm getting at? If it's tweeted at you, you'll still see it. Okay. Because the stuff can be tweeted at you, you could see it. You don't necessarily have to follow that person. Well, nor do they have to follow I, you. The more and more I hear about you know social media backlash, outrage, whatever, whenever it's reported, it's more and more being said. And on Twitter or Twitter outrage or something along those lines. And to me, it's like, okay, so is Twitter a place where people can go and follow people that they disagree with just for the fact they want to be pissed off? They yes. Wanna, they, they wanna, they, they're trying to catch them in something? It's not the it purpose seems- of it, but yes, absolutely. What you're saying is absolutely plausible and probably happens all the time. Because it seems hate, like it's kind of a following. gotcha thing. It's like, a, you know, if I follow this person and... You know, ooh, they said something. Okay, screenshot, retweet it, blah, 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 gotcha. Whereas, like, Facebook, the privacy settings could be so private that unless you're my friend and I choose you specifically to see it, you ain't going to see it. Yeah, but there's there's more of a personal profile aspect to Facebook where Twitter is more just, I've got a megaphone. Okay. Yeah. And by the way, in the troll hierarchy, hierarchy? Hierarchy, it goes YouTube, Twitter, Facebook. Right. YouTube trolls are still the worst. Well, I was just because it, it just seems to me that I, I know a lot of people who talk about Twitter, and that's just something that's foreign to me. I've, I've dipped my toe into the water. It's just not for me. And I'm like, okay, so you go there for what? You go there so you can talk to people? No. You go there no. to socialize? No. What do you go there for? Uh, I'll see someone post something and I'll be like, oh, did you see what this person posted? And I'll retweet it to all my friends and next thing you know, put a hashtag on it and it's trending and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, so you go there to look for ammo to use it uh, against people. I don't know. Every, the, people use I mean, it for all different reasons. I'm not saying that's all Twitter uses. Some people you know, might. I can only people, tell you. I can only tell. stoke the fires of this Twitter outrage seem to be those type of people is what I'm getting at. Yeah, but that's only because... It's only because the media are actually reporting on what people are tweeting, which is a stupid thing in, in the first place. I can only speak from my own experience, and I'll tell you who I follow. I follow uh, comic book artists and writers because I like to know what they're up to, and I like to see what they're working on, and artists will post sketches and, and take pictures of shit that they're working on all the time. That's very interesting. I follow um, a lot of people I just think are funny, that are really good at just creating jokes that there's a definite format to the Twitter joke and and it works really well when it's done well. I certainly follow a lot of people who are, I follow a lot of journalists and uh, people that are involved in politics on both sides. And yeah, I will retweet. If, so, if Kellyanne Conway posts uh, a Twitter uh, tweet about something ridiculous, Sure, I'll comment on it or retweet it or something like that. But it's not a gotcha because it's all out there. I mean... When I, I said gotcha, I'm not necessarily saying you're that type of user. No, I know, it but... It just seems like that type of user t- would probably lean more towards Twitter than Facebook. Because Facebook, if, if, I, put, if I post yes. something and I'm your friend... 
but I have my privacy settings set set to private. Only my friends can see it. You can share it all you want. People are gonna. It's gonna come up as attachment unavailable, unless they're my friend. That's what I'm saying. Like once you tweet something, oh, it's there forever. Yeah. Right. Well, okay. So Facebook is. You have a a photo album, and when people come over to your house, you show it to them. Right. Twitter is. I have something that I want to share with other people. So I'm going to go put it up at the bulletin board at the coffee shop okay. or, or staple it to a, a, a telephone pole. I was just wondering because I'm wondering why it seems – it makes sense to me now. And you explained it perfectly. Now I get it. It's just, it, it was weird because it's like why do I not hear about Facebook outrage? Oh, I get it now because Facebook is more of literally friends, family, people you invite into your home, whereas – this is the, you know, like you said, the bulletin board at the community center is Twitter. Yep. To, to boil down what Aaron said, to distill it even more, Facebook is for keeping up with people I know. Twitter is for keeping up with people I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. There we go. We, we've explained social media. I think that's a good spot to wrap it up on. <laughs> Three middle-aged white guys talk about <laughs> social, explain social media. Okay, and by the way, anybody who's listening who gets their news from Snapchat, please, through the Facebook page, through an email, let us know how you do that. And and, and screenshot some examples for us, because I'm fascinated how something that is in your on your phone for five to ten seconds before it goes away forever is somehow where you get your news from. Yeah, like, I, I, it doesn't make sense it. to me. It's like, wouldn't you want to have it there to go back and make sure that you read it properly? I mean... In my opinion, you might as no. well be telling me you're getting your news from the fucking gas pump. Yeah. Because it's really what you're doing. You, you shouldn't you're be getting anything you useful. Around, you can hang around like, on a loop and see what you saw, if you're, saw again. Yeah, it's one thing to be alerted to a story through social media. But if you're getting any of your news... From social media, you're doing it wrong. Now, what if you follow news organizations on social media? Are you still doing it wrong? No, because you see a story and you go and you read that story. I mean, if you follow a news organization, they post a story, you read the headline and then comment on it, and you consider yourself being an aware person who reads the news and has an opinion, you're doing it wrong. Uh, That's most of social media, dude. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, new, yeah. They're doing it wrong. That's what I'm telling them. Most of social media is doing it wrong. That's not Rooters, news. Uh, AP. That's a circle jerk. Uh, BBC. I like when I see stories come from them. I tend to, or and 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 NPR. I, of course, I take it with a little bit of a grain of salt, no matter what. When I see a story from Vice or Fox, I take it with a huge chunk of salt on my shoulder going into the story because i know that they have a a slant to it from the get-go yeah i I bring one of those salt licks that you put out to uh lure deer with exactly Uh, i'll 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 i'm handing you guys the nails and the hammer but i do the same thing with npr like come on npr we know we know what team you're on I, i i built any npr articles are good they are informative but i i i put them through a prism because i i know where they're coming from yeah, but I'm I'm okay with that because I feel like it's not that they're necessarily Team Liberal right now. They're just Team America because because Bannon well, has, I Bannon I is very open. 
Ver- Bannon is very open about uh, how he wants to deconstruct this country. You know, I, I, I'm as critical of things this country does and is as the next person, but I haven't gotten to the point where I think we need to scrap it and start all over again. Well, to be fair, I'm talking about pre-November 8th NPR, so I will give them the fair shake there. Yeah. Well, I, no, I mean, I'm, I'm agreeing with you. There's a definite bias that you hear from them. But, you know, to and maybe this is hypocritical of me. Uh, for, my own opinion is hypocritical. But I take it as, well, you know, I, th- I may see this bias in their reporting, but I take it as, hey, we give a fuck about this country and this person is destroying it. That's where their bias is coming from. And we've also talked about, and I, this is a whole other conversation that I don't want to get into right now, but we have talked about the concept of bias in media. And, and my personal opinion is it's impossible to get it out completely. And I think this is what you're talking about just now, Rich, is that, yeah, you have a grain of salt, you have a hunk of salt, you have a whole fucking salt lick, you have a mountain of it. Just understand how much you need to bring with you. Understand what you're reading and what you're getting into and where the, the opinion is coming from. Yeah, you're right. This could be a whole other conversation, Aaron, because at least as far, at least as, as close as 1999, Rich and I were taught that no bias. Oh, yeah. That is, that is the journalistic line, that you keep your bias yeah. out as much as possible. But it's, it's the same thing when it comes to, well, I mean, journalists are human, and humans have biases uh, for, for all different types of things. I mean... So... I mean, I make pizzas for a living. It doesn't mean uh, I should start putting taco meat on them because I like tacos too. I mean, I guess like you should still, you shouldn't lose focus just because your personal opinions start swaying you more and more. If you still do your job, you're supposed to do it, I guess. No, right. Taco pizza. And so, yeah, I mean, I listen to NPR. I don't think that they've lost their focus that much. I, I don't read or watch anything from Fox News necessarily, but I have read stories before with the understanding that they've never had any type of focus when it comes to being unbiased at all, despite their claims. Yeah, trust trust me, anything I see that comes from Fox News, dude, I'm I fuck a grain of salt. I got the, the salt mine. Right. I know I know where you're coming from. Same with MSNBC. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. But again, you know, I'll, I'll read a story to get a perspective on it, but I, I don't take it as gospel, and I don't think that the people that wrote it are unbiased completely. Real quick before we, before we set off, I just, yes. I, 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 God damn it, I wanted to bring this up, and I just want to get your guys' real quick thoughts on this statement. Um, back in the day, Bill Maher used to call himself a libertarian. Now, as you two as closest to our card-carrying libertarians that are on at the moment, do you think that's what what we're seeing now with him calling out the left as quick as he'll call out the right? We're starting to see more and more of his libertarian. Well, it is interesting out. to me that you know. No, I think we're just seeing a guy calling out hypocrisy. Quite it, honestly, yeah, I agree with that. But I but I do find that while I, I find myself agreeing with Bill Maher more these days, and and libertarians in general, I don't. I mean. I don't know. I've always considered Bill Maher a liberal, but I don't. I don't know what he really considers himself. 
He said just, over and over again he considers himself a libertarian. Okay. Well, that that makes sense. So I don't know why liberals are all surprised. <laughs> I know. It's like if you go back and watch the old uh, weekend updates with Dennis Miller, or, or even better yet, go and watch the like the first like five, six seasons of his HBO show before he, he was painted as, you know, the right wing whatever. Yeah. If you listen to a lot of what he says and his jokes, he takes the piss out of both sides just as equally and he and he would rant literally and he's I don't want to get off on a rant here against both sides equally. Mm-hmm. I think liberals were just more comfortable because he came from the Saturday night live tree and so they just automatically assumed, "Oh, he must be a, you know, right bleeding heart liberal and then when they found out his opinions they were they felt betrayed yeah yeah Yeah. all right just just want to get your thoughts on that because yeah that came up in a conversation today with a friend of mine now i think bill maher has gone into i'm calling out bullshit mode that's that's my impression so far of this season and i'm loving it so yeah yeah, me too i've i like bill maher more this season than i have ever I, yeah, I've always been a fan, and I've always enjoyed the conversations he has on his show. I find myself agreeing with him now more than ever. I'm just going to put it this way. In, I, I flash back to 2004. I think it was his second season with HBO, and his just, you know, pushing the John Kerry thing. And I remember watching that going, because he had Bernie on back then, and he would constantly say, when are you going to run for president? Mm-hmm. When are you going to run for president? And Bernie would laugh it off. And but when he threw whole hog behind John Kerry, I was like, I don't like. I'm looking at him. I'm like, dude, I don't believe you believe this even. <laughs> right. you, you know you don't want John Kerry. You don't think he's the one that's going to topple Bush? Come on, dude. You know you want fucking Bernie Sanders in there. You know, like so. I've always had that feeling with him. I think he just doesn't give right. a fuck and feels he's got nothing to lose at this point. Well, you know, as much as he's getting a lot of backlash for. Well, the shit about uh, Islam, the shit about Milo, all this bullshit that he's getting criticized for, I don't see his show going away anytime soon. I don't, well, see, it, I don't see it dramatically affecting his ratings because, honestly, there's, I, I, what I really believe about this country is that there's a lot more reasonable people like the three of us in this country that then most people believe and most of us are just keeping our heads down and not trying to get caught in the crossfire. And it's the small minority of populations on the radical left and the radical right that are making it seem like this whole country is in turmoil. Yes. And when, and to, to that point, when he's taking shit for the Milo stuff or he's taking shit for, the Islam stuff, he hasn't changed his opinion. Yeah. These are things he's been saying for two decades yes. now. It's just now you're going to pull, and, and you watch the show then, these same liberals who are attacking him now that, right. that applauded him then. Doesn't it point out the liberals' own hypocrisy? The fact exactly. that they're pulling out quotes from a decade ago or more, and you're like, yeah, back when you liked him? <laughs> so... It's- isn't that your own hypocrisy that you're pointing out? Because he's remained pretty consistent over the decades. This is this is what I this is what I when I asked Chris about Bernie and I said you know just the last episode and I was like just an observation. I, I guess now that I've thought about what I said and I listened back to the episode, 
I guess it seems like we all three expect the right to be heinous, horrible, and full of shit, and we expect more of the left. Yeah. And when the left don't, we're that much more angry because we're like, you know better. God damn it. Yeah, and I think that's yeah, that's where Bill's coming from right now. You know, you guys are you guys are the ones who who are trying to claim the high ground here. Yeah, I'm being tough on you because I hold you to a higher standard. standard and you're disappointing me. You. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, like I look at Republicans, like I expect you to be demon fucks. This is nothing new to me. <laughs> but I mean, that's what I tried to get into on the last episode. Like, even when I was little, the Democrats weren't fooling me. Don't fucking stand up there, pretend you're one of us, because you're not. You know, it's and it, see, we could go on for another three hours. <laughs> like, All just right, like, well. I told you, my one thing with Trump, Trump is never. At least he is. I'm a rich guy. I've always been a rich guy. Here's a, you're in a rich guy, you know? And then you get, you know, Bernie Sanders hiding his assets, owns two houses, that kind of, like, that shit God, bothers the hell out of me. God damn it. Can't, can't we go out with, baby, I'm, you're a rich man playing underneath just once. <laughs> we'll send money to Sanders. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> but, yeah, it's just don't fucking lie. It's just, don't sit there and, I, like, I hate that all shucks. I'm just like you. Bullshit! You're not. You're making. You're making more than anybody I know makes. You don't live a life that anybody I know lives. Don't fucking sit there and tell me you're on my side. You're not. Sorry. This is so, it's something that's like I said. You weren't fooling me when I was eight. You weren't fooling me when I was eighteen, and you're not going to fool me when I'm about to be thirty-eight. That's Chris's version of. Didn't mean to get off on a rant here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. By the way, how how funny is John Oliver's new logo, guys? <laughs> Have you seen it? He's hiding behind the news desk. It's fucking yeah. hilarious. <laughs> uh, well, I didn't really. I guess I did see it, but I didn't. Why, why is he yeah, hiding it, behind the news desk, though? I'm, is there something I'm missing? No, he's hiding behind it. Right. It's, it's like because there's just so much shit coming at him. Yeah, he's he's got his eyes peering out from it. Right. No, okay. I get. I get you. He's like the cat oh. peering over the back of the couch. Right. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, he's another guy, too. He's hitting it two episodes in. There are three now. I have one I have to see. Fucking. Oh, yeah. I've, there is another one. Yeah. I yeah. uh, I think, well, we, Chris, did we talk about this on The Weedsman? Was that it? About how good John Oliver is? Just. Uh, yeah. Like, every everybody's doing their own spin on comedy news now. And there's a lot of great shit. I mean, I love Samantha Bee. Uh, I, I like a lot of the shit that they're doing on SNL. But for both the combination of effectiveness and humor, John Oliver is fucking killing it. Yeah, he's just yeah. alone I, at the top of the hill right at the moment. Yeah, I mean, and, and even Bill Maher. I mean, I love Bill Maher's show, but I do not watch it for the monologue. No, God, no! You want that panel out there as quick as possible. Yeah, or the or the or the you know the one on one. You know, you know what I meant. Yes. The, yeah. yeah, I know. I get you. Get to the meat of the of the show, and yeah. and again, I understand why he does it. You know, and it's a nice warm up. It sets the tone and everything. I'm not saying it should go away. It's just not. I don't look forward to that as my favorite part of the show. I'm usually rolling a joint at that time anyway. <laughs> I think that's where the most pot smoking probably happens in the nation concurrently. It's like the first five minutes of Bill Maher's show. 
And you know what? I think he'd be okay with that. Yeah, I think he would. If he saw that as a stat, he'd be chuffed. He'd be quite proud. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, man, we're, we're, we're pushing the three-hour mark here. Oh, geez, well, we, we have we been going on. a little on. bit early. Yeah, I know. It's getting up there. It's getting you, late. We barely do that on this show. I'm an old man now. I gotta get to. I gotta get up for work. I know, right? Well, thanks to everybody who's listened, who keeps listening every month. Pretty much for about the last year, every month is better than the last. Well, I forget this podcast started back up in August, but still, every month since August is better than the last. So thanks to everybody. You're sharing it. You're telling people about it. You're retweeting it. Just, so thank you. Just the fact that we could take an eight-month break and, and pick up where we left off is astounding to me. Retain the audience and grow it. Yeah. Yeah. It, that's uh, that's toot horn, but toot toot. Yeah, I guess it does, it does sound like we're, we're masturbating a bit too much here, but what I really mean is thank you so much for listening and sharing it. You like us. You <laughs> really, you really like us. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, we're on Twitter at Unregimented Pod. Uh, you can email the show, Unregimented at ChristopherMedia.net. Uh, just to ChristopherMedia.net, you can go there, you can subscribe on iTunes, Android, you can share it on all your social media platforms. Pretty much the only place you need to go. You do everything from there. And, uh, uh, Instagram, the one social media platform we did not shit on today, which I think <laughs> deserves a little shitting on <laughs> at Unregimented. But uh, thanks everybody who's listened, and we'll see you next week. See ya. Alright, later. If you like this show, please tell a friend. Please follow us on Twitter and like and share us on Facebook by searching for Christopher Media. You can subscribe to all ChristopherMedia.net shows for free on ChristopherMedia.net. Please make sure to rate and comment on all your favorite Christopher Media shows. Thank you in advance for supporting Christopher Media by clicking on the PayPal button and by clicking through to all the sponsors who support ChristopherMedia.net. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. And thank you for listening. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net.